Why the VL with two subbies, stereotype with a huge intercooler Doing it right might be like I'm confused, what's the attraction? But some dudes just love to lose traction That cruise action, Saturday night, you can do it at the lights Welcome to Rogue Bows, this is the Car Chat Series Been a, been a while between drinks, uh, myself and Justin Ellis And we have a very special guest we're going to lead in with And then he's, gonna, he's nice enough to stick around and, I like uh, being called special yeah, I was called that at school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're in the special probably, class. Probably all were. Probably all were. But uh, without further ado, David Reynolds, welcome. Hey, Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to have you. Nice um, to meet you, boys. Obviously a big, big name in the Australian car racing scene. Um, done a lot of different things. A long, long laundry list of, uh, of I guess, accolades and, mm-hmm. and, and different events you've done and, yep. and different racing series you've done. And I'd like to, you know, talk some, talk some cars with you. But to get started, um, how did it all start for you with, with racing? How did it all Take start? You're born, you're, born and raised, you're born and raised in Albury? Born and raised in Albury, yep. um, My old man was a dentist, so he had a bit of spare money on the weekends and he went rally racing. So, okay. you know, bashing yeah. through the forest and the dirt track and doing the Alpine rally, the Canberra rally. Uh, now I'm looking was, at your teeth. Hey. They are, they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had Invisalign recently, so okay. it sort of helped me out. So nothing to do with the data. No, right? nothing to do with it. <laughs> but it's quite funny because my, my brother's, his teeth's pretty ordinary. Yeah. But mine were yeah, pretty good. I think it's got something to do with like your mouth bacteria and how you were brought up and we ate the same shit food all our life. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, don't know how it happens. Yeah, I got lucky. So anyway, um, my dad was a rally, rally racer, dentist by day. And um, had an older brother. He got a go-kart when we were like, I think I was five at the time, so he would have been about eight. Yeah. And um, then, you know, obviously my brother had one. I was like, can I have one too? So the next year I got a go-kart as well and we went racing go-karts on the weekend. My mum had one, my, my dad had one, my brother had one. And that's a normal family of motor racing people just going. It's go-karts. always, yeah, yeah. always <laughs> go karts, though, right? Yeah, generally, generally, always start. You start out as go karts. So, yeah. um, yeah, I actually started in '91, I think, racing. And I retired in '94 from go karting, and I played tennis for four years. Okay, five days a week in the mornings, and just thought, yeah, got really good at tennis. Wanted to go. Like my coach wanted to take me on the junior tour, and I was super young at the time. And she goes, you're going to be up against 16-year-olds. And you, I was think I was 12 or something at the time. And she said, you're going to get hosed for a couple of years. And mentally, I couldn't take that. So I went racing go-karts again. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't stand to lose. So, And she was telling me, no, you're going to lose. But over time, you'll get better and you'll end up you know, being really good. And I kind of regret that decision now, maybe. Wish oh, okay. I played tennis. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, just... And then, then after that, I suppose I did... Um, I did uh, Formula Ford for two years yeah. and then became the Australian Formula Ford champion. Um, and then I did Carrera Cup for a few years after that and then, you know, won the Carrera Cup championship and then did supercars. So that's like, a, you know, that's 35 years of my life condensed into <laughs> a very... But just, just the intriguing part is like, you know, you don't really see, you know, with, with even go-kart racing, you don't really see facilities, you don't see like, you know, basketball centre, football field, yep. like... Every corner, right? Yep. Um, talk to me about that. How hard was it back in the day just finding access to facilities? Yeah, I mean, true. I, I assume Albury being out of the country a bit more accessible, but... Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. I've never really thought about it. Because <laughs> um, well, it's, so, really, no, it's, it's a it's niche, true. right? It's very it's niche. really niche. Like if, if I wanted to go today and, and, and take my kids go-kart racing, I'd be yeah, like, where, 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 do, I, I, go? where yeah. do I start? 100%. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, there was a place, a country town called Namurka. Have you heard of that? Yeah. yeah I and haven't, that, no. And that was the only go-kart track sort of closer to us. And I think that was like maybe an hour and a half drive from Albury. So we used to drive there and, until Albury actually built their track in 1992. And um, that's when we started to and race in Albury. You? 
No, no, no. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> not yet. It was AKC yet. or so, yeah. uh, Real Donga Go Kart Club. <laughs> yeah, named after Real Donga. The cycle, so it's like go karts. But yeah, sorry, supercarts, and then buy like a go karting business. Seems to be a lot of supercar drivers do it. Do they? Yeah, yeah, some some people do. I suppose you know, motor racing. You got to stick to what you know. Yeah. Um, people go into like motor racing management, or they run a team, or they yeah. become part of the sponsorship team, or something like that. Or they become part of the commentary team or something. Yeah. So you've got to try to stick to what you know. But, you know, behind, you know, all those success stories, there's, you know, a wealth of knowledge of 30, 40 years of motor racing. And, and I assume it's like basketball. Like it's, you know, it's a game and it's a skill. It needs to be the more you play it, the better you get at it, the better yeah. you think about it, the more expert you become, you know, the more, more um, I suppose, ex- not, not expensive, but the more valuable you become to that sport. Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's just yeah, it's one of those one of those sports that you just don't see in the, no, main, you don't, in, in no. the mainstream. You know what I mean? It's it's like my dad flies modern airplanes, right? So Does he? <laughs> and that's that's like a niche. So it's like, really niche. When he tells people, they're like, "What?" And he's like, "You got to go to a special club." And they're in like the one the one he went to was in packing like random spots. Yeah. But it's, it's like one of those sports that you just don't see a lot. Yeah. Um, my cousin raced go karts for a fair bit as well. Um, yeah, it's not a traditional sport. Exactly. Motor racing. Yeah, and, and kind of expensive too, right? Yeah, it's, that's that's the problem. It's very expensive. Yeah. So I suppose when and when I was doing it, you know, everyone goes, how do you get to the top? How do you actually get to become a supercar driver? I'm like, well, in our sport, it's kind of a bit backwards. You kind of got to buy your experience before you get good enough to get paid. Yeah. So along the way, you've got to have backers, sponsors or family to sort of fund your, your, um, your dream, your passion of motor racing. And, you know, I suppose go-karting could cost you anywhere from 10 to you know, back when I was doing it, to ten to a hundred thousand dollars a year, Jeez. people were spending on. Yeah. You know, the engine program, the tires are expensive, uh, the carts are expensive. Having different carts for different tracks, different setups, different. You know, this that the travel's expensive. Don't crash. Don't crash. You're crashing. Yeah. Crashing costs <laughs> yeah. money. You You're figure like out. Yeah. Ten k. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, crashing does cost a lot of money, but mm. you know, I, I suppose. Um, paying for it yourself, you, you realise the value of crashing and how how much it is costing you. So mm. you, know, you can't be a dickhead out there and go out and just go 100% all the time because, you know, you might actually crash and it'll cost you, you know, 50 grand. Yeah. A shunt. It depends on what, what championship you're in. Um, so, yeah, like it is, it is a very expensive sport and that's why it's probably so niche. And, you know, back then when I first started, it was all males doing it. There was hardly any females. Mm-hmm. But now these days there's a lot more junior females actually trying it, which is which is really good to see. And it brings more fans, right? Exactly right, yeah. yeah. And it, 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 it encompasses the whole family because, you know, back when I was doing it, the, the girl or the young girl wasn't doing it, the young male was, was partaking in the sport and the young female was just mucking around at the back and yeah but now she's actually got a go-kart she's partaking in the sport and it's that's all it's really cool to see yeah Yeah, and sports sports important you know at a young age for numerous reasons we we would all know you know camaraderie culture winning losing all that kind of stuff yeah um value of hard work of knowing that you know if you lost a race well you can fix that by practicing more and getting getting on the track more getting the court more but yeah with with female sport participation i think it, it also translates into Supporting the men and the women at the pro level, then. Yes. So, um, and, and with our sport, it's kind of different because there's there's no um, there's no strength difference or height difference or anything like that between you know between a, a good and a bad driver. It's literally down to your mind. So we all compete to each against each other, mm. which is probably one of the only sports that I can. It's open, of. right? Yeah, yeah. There yeah. is there is no well, there is like a woman series, but um, majority of the time it's 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 you know unisex. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can be. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've seen that in the US with, with yeah. NASCAR and whatnot. Yeah, and which is going in and you know, if if they can come up, they stump up and drive the car as fast as you, they'll be as fast as you. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's got nothing to do with your testosterone levels or your strength, your bench press, your your cap- capability to run fast. It's got nothing to do with that. It's all down to the mind and yeah. how you drive the car, which is cool. Yeah, and I think with just going back to the tracks and stuff, I think we're seeing. I know some some places around, you know, at least around Metro have have disappeared because of all the, yeah, yeah. you know, all the uh, the naysayers and the complainers of the world that yep. they'll buy a property next to a, a racetrack, a racetrack, or, <laughs> yeah. or, or, or or like people in Sandown they bought. Yeah, no, no, they bought <laughs> oh, unbelievable! You've got properties penny on the dollar because hey, there's a racetrack there. Oh, yeah, it's okay, cool. And then complain a year later or buy next to an airport. Too many planes are landing. Yeah. Yeah. We so see that a little bit too, right? What with go kart tracks, is it? Is it? Is it? Um, yeah. There's still like there's still a few good go kart tracks like in Metro like Todd Road. Yeah, do you know where Todd Road is? In the, on the Westgate Bridge. Yeah. yeah. So as yeah. you come into the yep. city on the Westgate Bridge on the left, yep. there's a little go kart track there. It's one of the most toughest go kart tracks in the country, um, and wow. that's been there for a long, long time. There was one out at Brooklyn. This is before I was around, but that got shut down and and moved somewhere else. Um, where else is there? There's Geelong. There's Oakley. There's one at Oakley, which yep. is I think it's reclaimed. Um, a rubbish, rubbish tip land or garbage, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, whatever wasteland that they made into a track many years ago, and that's still going around. Uh, which is quite funny because apparently it was built on all the wasteland, and obviously there's you know different levels of um, you know, what's underneath it. So over time, it's become really undulated because it's just sunk in different parts. <laughs> oh, it's like just a, naturally. Yeah, just naturally. It used to start out flat, they say, and then it just sunk into this like roller coaster of a track, <laughs> yeah. and it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's cool. Yeah. And I guess uh, when did you get the itch or were you always into V8 supercars or F1 leading up? Um, yeah, I suppose uh, my, my primary goal when I was a young kid being a bit arrogant, a bit stupid, <laughs> a bit yeah. silly, didn't understand how the world works. I wanted to do F1. Yeah. And when I won Formula 4, that's kind of the first stepping stone into like going to F1, you know, the, the wings and slicks cars. So yeah. the wings and slicks cars is like a, it's not a traditional car that we drive around on. It's a single seater, sit in the middle of the car. The wheels are exposed. That's what we call wings, wings and slicks car. Yeah. And um, when I won that, we looked to go overseas and do the next step, which was Formula 3 back in the time, but it was going to cost us sort of six, 700,000 pounds a year to Oof. do that program. Jeez. And I thought, yeah, I don't think we can do that at all. Yeah. So I stayed in Australia and focused on uh, supercars. Yeah. And what do you got? Justin got some tracks he wants to ask you about? Yeah, yeah so go. I guess, I mean... I'd be saying Darwin's probably your best track, but yeah, funny that, isn't it? <laughs> I'm with a girl from Darwin. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Darwin's well. from Darwin. Yep. Yeah. No, but always know if I see the Darwin's cut off, I'm like, yep, you. He's definitely one you'd be putting money on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just seems to suit my style. You, and yeah, your street track really. Yeah, I'm a street track driver. I always go good at the street tracks. Mm. Um, but I can go good at all the other tracks. <laughs> it's just whether <laughs> trying the, the, to try <laughs> to yeah. Try it's to. just whether the setup depends on that. Yeah. Yeah, our sport's very heavily centric on, you know, the, the, how you run your car, the springs, roll bars, roll sand, yeah. your camber, your toe, your Ackerman. There's so many, so many. There's, it's this, it's crazy how much stuff you can change in, your, in our cars these days. Yeah. Um, and, it, like, your, your setup heavily, heavily depends on the speed of the car, which is this setup of the car. So, you know, we can change the roll centre, which is the in the say the front front rear roll centre, and it's we might change it five mil, and the car might go two tenths faster or two tenths slower. Yep. And there's a scope of two hundred fifty mil there. Jeez. So, you know, it's wow, it's crazy how much you know you rely on that setup of yeah. the car as a driver. Because I, I believe genuinely believe all the drivers that make it uh, to supercars, we're, we're we're a chance to win a race, or there's at least 
yeah. 15, 20 of us that at any time, give it, given the right car, we can win a race. Yeah. But most of the cars can't win a race or most of the teams can't win a race because the way they operate, people they employ. Um, well, that's what it, I mean. Are you almost the mechanics and the, the team almost uh, yeah, it's a, more it's important a, than the- It's a huge mm. team sport. Mo- well, I always say most of the, most of the winning's done at the workshop. Mm. If you do all your prep stuff right or your, um, your analysis of the track, yeah. how, how the surface is, the bumps, the profile, the track, mm. the corners- um, the temperature, everything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're kind of in a way if the car's not feeling right coming up to the next race for. Yep. Yeah. And in practice, you could be 15th yep. cruising around going, this thing's average, and they make a, a front rear roll center change of five mil each, and you'll go half a second faster, and yeah. you'll be in the front. Yeah. And that's who, all. So who makes those decisions? Uh, it's like both driver and engineer. Engineer yep. kind of, because the cars are so complex and they, re- they have this massive like, uh, engineering sheet of all these numbers they plug in and it spits out a balance number mm. that you know all the teams kind of have these days. Um, it's it's ba- based mainly down to the engineer to sort of mm. really steer the ship, but the driver has a big influence on that. Feedback, and, right? Yeah, yeah feedback yeah. and go, oh, you know, it feels like, you know, it's too soft in the front, you know, it felt like, you know, this time last year or whatever it is. So, you know, it is a massive team sport. Yeah. Even though people in the day only see the driver win the race, but there's... Yeah. You know, thousands of hours behind the scenes that the team put in. Mm. And I assume the, the old school, you know, Brocky, those type of guys, would, would they have, they would have uh, really yeah. been intimidating as far as like, I want fucking this. And the engineer's like, well, we need to do this. Yeah, it's well, like, I think Brocky was a bit different to the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> it's just changed now, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Analytics and, and, you know, the detail to the owners. It's rehabilitating every sport in basketball, right? Yeah. It's all the data, data nerd type people. It's yep. just really heavy data centric now, right? Yes, yeah. Which I'm sure it's the same, but like back in the day, I'm sure you would have had when the engineers were really trying to come through and be like, we're, we're just as valuable and you got to drive. It's like, no, I'm no. driving the car. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think Brocky was even different again because he had, um, so the, I'm alleged the story goes, he had a guy that was like into chakras or something like that. He used to have these crystals. That Polarizer. He, he did, yeah. Polarizer. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He used to dangle like um, a crystal over like a, a sway bar and go, oh, no, that's not the sway bar he should use and goes to another sway bar and he dangles no, a crystal and he goes, oh, that's the sway bar you <laughs> could use. That's going to make you fast and all this shit. Yeah. Like, so just bizarre. That's a great job if you can get it though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a niche market. Very niche. <laughs> I got one of the, uh, yeah, I got one of the group A's with a polarizer in it. Yeah, it so, yeah. Yeah. Do you well, really? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's downstairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. Is it still in there? Yep, yeah, it's still in there. Yeah. No way. And they're, they're worth, what are they worth now? Just a, if someone Oh, the polarizer alone's over 10 grand. Yeah, is it really? Just for the little box <laughs> yeah. with crystals that sits yeah. on your, on your, on your uh, what is it, rear parcel yeah. shelf, is it? Yeah, we'll show you. That's what you should turn this place into manufacturing polarizers. I know, man. Yeah, it's a market we haven't thought about. But yeah, no, it is funny and you can, you can, imagine that the old school races there's always that collision it's kind of basketball is kind of the example I would use is like um, 90s early 2000s not a lot of analytics not a lot of data driven whereas now it's like shoot as many threes as you can the data says that's going to win you a game no shit yeah and you've got <laughs> and you've you got, get three points instead of two <laughs> yeah but it's, it's 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 a small clip right so like yeah, yeah. closer to the basket you should be shooting above 50% yeah. threes can be anywhere between high 20s to you know mid 30s most games so it's points per possession with the add up there's all this data with it but then you've got old school coaches that are like fuck your data I'm a coach I've got a feel for the game so it's still there's still that collision yeah course. okay yeah, right. similar yeah similar very yeah, similar yeah very similar but I suppose the engineers probably don't get the credit they deserve yeah yeah that's yeah. what I was talking about because you, you you. but then also if you lose you you, you take the, the brunt right I'd so take, it's like yeah, yeah. it hurts so you, my soul more than anyone else <laughs> yeah you get you get a lot of the pub if you win with the engineer doesn't but if you lose because the car's not tuned right yeah 
you're taking it, you know, I'm so, taking yeah, it, yeah, I guess on the chin. Exactly. But, like myself and um, my engineer, we've been together for ooh, seven years now. Yep. So, you know, we've got a pretty good relationship and we understand that it is a team game at the end of the game, end of, end of the day. And, you know, when he wins, I win. When I lose, he loses type thing. So mm. we never blame each other. Um, we never. That was the happy ending of Days of Thunder. Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. A happy, happy ending or just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Cole, we've got a present for you. <laughs> yeah. um, but how do, I guess, I mean, what's the past 10 years been like in the development of these cars? So in more from driver feedback on cars into the engineering, like, is it... Is it um, yeah, so... Is it getting more fun or not driving these cars? Like, is it... Yeah, no, I don't know. I think it, it comes and goes whether where you are in the in position. You know, obviously when you're winning, it's fun. When you're up the yeah. front competing, it's fun. When you're down the back, not competing or not having a chance to win, it's it's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> and that goes down to your your team, your philosophy. You, you have um, obviously the the people they employ, how much you care about your job, things like that. And you know, mm. being I've been in the sport for a long time. You sort of do fall in and out of the sport. Yeah, you know, mentally, um, and that's just got to do with you know. Politics, you know, run of the mill stuff that can affect your your um your love for the game. I suppose, yeah. yeah. We've done pretty well. But I've got it here straight off straight off Google. So this was straight off Google. Yeah, yeah. Seven wins, thirty two podiums, fifteen pole positions. Is that, is that right? Stripper, oh, stripper pole positions or stripper is that? Pole. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, it's yeah, damn damn good. It's so, okay, yeah. Um, you got to go good at the big races. Well, that's what I was going to get into. Bathurst. No, no one cares who wins Winton or. <laughs> yeah. Queensland Raceway, no one cares. But if you win the big races like Bathurst, yeah, um, Gold Coast, you know, Adelaide, all the all the big sort of name events, um, you tend to get remembered a bit more, and they're yeah. worth a lot more. So, like when we won Bathurst in 2017, mm-hmm. it was they say it's equivalent of us because we were the smallest, one of the worst teams in pit lane, effectively, yeah. based on. Um, so, do you know how um, pit lane order goes? I've got to explain this a little bit yeah, better. Go for it. So pit lane order is it's it's how well your team did last year with your points combined of your two cars, mm-hmm. and that's your pit lane order. So you know you see your your triple eight cars at one end, um, your DJR cars at one end, and then we we're all the way at the other end. We were the second worst team in 2016 based on our performance of 2016 from our you know two cars combined, and then a year later we go and head we go and win the biggest race of the year, which is probably never been heard of and probably won't happen again as a, yeah. in this sort of sport. So, you know, the way we did it, um, they say it's almost winning five Bathurst in a row. They say that's how wow. much, that's how hard it would be for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it was Explain special. the pit lane, uh, why that's valuable and... Why that's valuable because, um, you know... You want to get in sooner, right? Yeah, well, as, as, soon, as, as soon as the track opens, you're out first. Yeah. Um, so you get more testing, you get, uh, you know, a few extra minutes on track every every qualifying session every um every practice session and it and it works out a lot better in your strategy if you're if you come into pit lane and you're halfway down pit lane and you pull into make a pit stop and you know you got to pull out at some point you might be waiting for cars filing past you so that's going to cost you time so you know to be further down pit lane is he's better he's better for everything yeah he's better for tv as well (laughs) yeah (laughs) and at the end of the day it's all about money yeah you had uh, another glitch in Bathurst with the cramping and yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I won it one year and I lost it the next year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is the worst, probably the worst I've ever felt in this job. Um, losing that race was terrible. 
2018. But I, it's because I think we won the year before that we lost that year because um, the year, you know, 2018 rolls around after being champions the year before. Everyone wants to talk to the person who won that race. So, you know, I did I did 35 different appearances in three, three and a half days. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, a crazy really? amount of like... Like in what we going to different like uh, studios, yeah, or studios, or, uh, radio interviews, TV interviews, uh, whatever three, it was. Yeah. I counted yeah. thirty five different ones in three three and a half days. And by the time practice rolled around, I was fucked. I was just yeah. smoked. Yeah, emotionally, I just because like I, to do any interview, it sort of takes a bit out of you, doesn't it? Like just and your to, routine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, I was just going from here to there, here to there for twelve hours a day for three and a half days. I was yeah. knackered. Started in Sydney, drove drove to Bathurst. Um, just, just exhausted myself too much. And, you know, the, and having, um, won the year before wanting to win again so badly, cause yeah. I know how much it means to everyone, probably stressed myself out too much and driving the car. My car was amazing. Cause it was basically the same car as we had last year, except we went from the VF to the ZB Commodore, yeah. which I knew, fuck, this is, this where we should win this based on. You know the numbers in my head and whatnot. Be though, that's kind of I'd, I'd put it down to that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe possibly, but um, yeah, it was like, and we rolled out. The car was fast, qualified yeah. on pole, or qualified fourth, I think, for qualifying. Won the shootout, mm-hmm. so start the big race on pole. Like no sleep whatsoever, just stressed myself out too much. I reckon I slept like three or four hours over three days, and. You know, I think my body oh, wow. just had an end yeah, time and it, okay. unfortunately it was you know, after 900 k's of racing and leading the whole race and, you know, I just oh, couldn't man. finish the last 25 laps or something. My brain just goes, no, it's your time to sleep and started shutting my body down and, um, yeah, I was yeah. fucked. It was terrible. I was going down the straight. I remember when it happened, uh, pulled out of turn one, going down mountain straight up to turn two and something like sparked in my brain and I was like, what yeah. the fuck was that? And then, like, my, my calf went. I couldn't, like... I come up to the braking zone. I couldn't like bring my foot off off the accelerator. I'm accelerating hard into the corner. I'm like, "Fuck, I'm going to crash here!" And then all of a sudden, I somehow made it all happen. And I didn't crash. And then over the next lap, it just got worse and worse and worse. Where yeah. my foot was cramped, my leg was cramping that bad. I couldn't hold full throttle anywhere. So down the straight, it was like oh, I was. Yeah. Just driving erratically and stuff. It was seems like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, and I, I didn't know what was going on, so I was struggling to like convey what was happening. I was like, I've got a problem here, but I don't know what to say or how to say it because yeah. I've never mm. had this before in my life. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I literally cramped up and I couldn't drive the car anymore. Yeah. And there's nothing you can take mid-race because I know, I know we – Pickle juice has been a big thing. Yeah, they they, they say that, but no, uh, I don't know. Not that quickly, anyway. No, not that you, quickly. You need about five ten minutes, to, even even yeah. if that works. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd rather get it I'll, done. Yeah, Lounsey passed me, and like I was done. I, yeah, I was fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit. They dragged me out of the car. They put Luke in the car to finish the race, and yeah, um, yeah, it was just very, very, very disappointing. Very disappointing. <laughs> Especially after having like that, when it's yeah, like that, where it's just like had the fastest car, qualified on pole, won the year before. Um, everything was perfect. Except, yeah. That's and at the end of the day, we are an athlete. We do yeah, well, we do struggle with the with the heat from time to time. And you know, one of the mechanics actually <laughs> before the start of the race, he blocked up one of my um, vents accidentally, yeah. so there wasn't any shit coming in the car. He put like a really thick uh, stocking on there, and then no airflow came in there. <laughs> oh, he's cooking. And, yeah, I was just cooking. I heavily rely on that like one little duct on the on the mirror side to like blow cold air on me, yeah. or just blow any air on me against him. He was- uh, 
Yeah, that mechanic was, was bending, bending on, against, was probably, bending yeah. on the <laughs> Probably, yeah. I reckon a bit of that happens in our sport. <laughs> so, maybe yeah, that was... Um, yeah, maybe Ryan Walkinshaw going around. Maybe Ryan. I think he's got enough money. I don't think he doesn't need any more. Um, so, yeah, that so was... So, who's, who's leading into the event? Into that event? Yeah, when, when, when you said you did 35 appearances in three days. Whose decision is that? Uh, is that well, yours? Is that the team's? Is that well, the team because it helps sponsorship? Is it yeah, absolutely. all that pressure? Or absolutely. Can you, can you come back and just say, you know what? Like, uh, I try. A day before, I'm doing nothing. I, I or, try. Yeah. But. <laughs> you always go like, oh, do I have to? I don't really want to do that one, you know. And they say, oh, can you do it this time? And then, you know, oh, but I'm a yes man. Out. I always yeah. say yes to everything. So <laughs> I don't, I have a bad habit in saying yes. Yeah. But uh, back then, I suppose our team was a bit amateurish. We never really went through a period of like that where everyone wants to talk to this yeah, one person. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah just, we love the attention. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, that was one thing we, I suppose we spoke about afterwards, like trying to do as less we can for the big races to try and conserve everyone's energy and, yeah. you know, spread it out over the five days that we're there instead of, Smashing it all before we get there. Mm. Yeah, learn for next time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, direction of supercars. So obviously, a lot of changes. The whole yeah, lots, lots of changes coming up. Holden and Ford no longer, and yeah, we're Mustang. still Ford. Yeah, well, Mustang Australian Paris. Ford. Yeah, Ford. <laughs> yeah. Ford's actually the, the only sponsor of the category. Yeah. Um, Chevy actually don't tip in any money apparently, so Ford actually tip in money yeah. to the teams and help out where Chevy doesn't. Hence we've got Walking Shore across to Mustang. That was a big part of the decision, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. So That's sacrilege, isn't it? Yeah, it's Some of weird, our listeners it? will be, yeah, it's oh, a bit weird. One thing we have also had Garth Tander going across to um, you guys. Yeah, yeah, we got Garth, yep. I put that down to, so, what happened, folks? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I was at Lillardale Basketball Stadium. Yeah. Garth Tander turns up and he was, he was checking out my Raptor. Yeah. Then that gets announced a few days after. Oh, you reckon it was your Raptor that started him? I reckon it was him. a Raptor. Yep. Really? That brought him across. <laughs> it is a nice car you got down there. <laughs> I'll, I'll put you down to that. So, <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, the whole walking shore to Mustang, that was crazy. But yeah, it's a bit, bit strange because um, obviously my, my supercar life actually started HSV back yeah. when in 2006, um, Thomas Mazera was our driving standards um, person. You know, driving standards means, so if there's an accident on track, the driving standards observer, I think they call DSO, actually makes the adjudication of who was at fault and, you know, recommendations and all everything like that. So he was watching me drive and then um, did pretty well in 2006 and he put me, put my name forward to a guy named John Crennan who was, yep. you know, the head of HSV at the time and, and said, you should probably look after this kid. He's got some ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they did. They took me on and they put me in their marketing department as part of their yeah. part of their retraining or training of, under, of understanding HSV and the HSV world. And um, in, in line, you know, in lieu of, you know, one day I'd be driving for them, which happened in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was a part of the HSV family for a while and worked in their marketing department. All I did was just send porn around the office. <laughs> <laughs> Back when you could. Yeah, that's it. Just Back when you could. Yep. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, was, my um, email address was david.reynolds at hsv.com and any time I'd, yeah. I'd just be sending shit all around the office just laughing. I was just the, I was just the class clown. They just paid me to be a dickhead. Well, you'd be a big trouble today. Yeah, you'd I know. I'm from Age of Sunday. They'd string you up real quick. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and they loved it. Everyone loved it. 
the one person you could have a laugh back in the day. Yeah, you, you know, could. You yeah. Know, you and it wasn't that long ago. It was only 15 years ago. Mm. No, I remember like all the forwards you get. Well, I was in high school at that time, and you just get like even oh, even my parents like people yeah. forward you all this Shit. funny little Johnny jokes and <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. This is how sensitive it is now. I sent an email last year. Just responded back. Just hey guys, I actually got pulled up over writing hey guys. Why? Because it's guys is gender specific. Yeah, oh. gender specific. Because girls are offended. Because yeah, yeah. even though I say it all the time, like if it's a group of people, yes, yeah, hey guys, yeah, I say, say hey it, guys, yeah. and I don't, I don't mean any anything Mal's negative to it. No way. Just like hey group, hey people, hey peeps. That's where we're going. You know? Hey motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's, and just um, break down the earnings in the sport. Um, I know there's. You know, obviously, very very sponsor driven sport. Very sponsor. But yep. when you're when you're in the, the the leagues and the different circuits, they chip in as well. Like, uh, what, what's what's how's, how does a pot work? Is it oh, just generally is it ninety percent sponsors and the rest is just trickle, or is nah, it? I suppose like um, I'm I'm not totally across this, so I'll do my best job of. You should know to come in your bank account, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, you might, you might be getting screwed. No, no, I just. My, I, I, so I'm a subcontractor to a team. Okay. We're a subcontractor, so we, right. we contract our service to the team. And you know that's our driving contracts, our salary, whatever it is. It's, we're you not negotiate in, that, or you have an agent do it. Uh bits of both. I got a got a manager who who's been with me for about ten years. Yeah, I put him through the ringer. Yeah. <laughs> I put him yeah. through the worst times. Yeah, and he stressed himself out a lot. So uh, you know, thank you, Johnny. We love you. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I'm a subcontractor, subcontractor to the team, and I'm not an employee, so I don't. I have to pay myself super and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. you know, anything I buy, helmet. Hands device, all my safety equipment except suit um, and boots and gloves. The team take care of everything else is on me. Pickle juice, um, yeah. pickle juice. My <laughs> license, all got to take care of all yeah. you know everything yeah. like that. You know, and we have to have um, life insurance now, which is like yeah. a it's a certain amount of death only cover. It's like half a million a year that you got to have, yeah. which is part of your license. Um, but yeah, so so the money breakdown, I suppose, of the sport would be. There's a so when you buy a um, a license to run a car, there's only a certain amount of licenses going around. Uh, there's there's a pool of uh, money, I suppose, that gets divvied up to, for each license, like a dividend share. Uh, so there's no actual, there's no winning bonuses or anything like that. It's it's all divvied up evenly among each team, which could be anything between four hundred grand a year to six hundred grand a year. Okay, that every license every team gets, and then it's up to you to sort of make the rest and to run a car for the year properly. Uh, you're probably looking at sort of two and a half million per car. Yep. Properly, three, four mm-hmm. to you know be a championship winning car. You're looking at about that sort of four million dollar mark. They say. Yep. So you know the rest is up to sponsorship and prize money. Well, there's no prize money at all. Yeah. So that that well, that's four to six hundred. Yeah. That's that's the prize money. They get like they a thousand bucks for winning the top ten shootout. Oh you, yeah, I know. That's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> it is a joke. I always laugh. I'm it's like, like you put the best. You, you put the best lap together of your life, and it was like it's unbelievable. And you get like a thousand bucks, which you don't even get anyway. It feels the team take gets back, it. It's like, take up. Yeah, I know. It's just like, oh come on, do something better. Oh, so back in the day, like thirty years ago, it was like they used to get twenty grand. Yeah. Yeah, it was like um inflation. Well, I think it was a deflation. cigarette sponsored. Yeah, Winnie one. Blues, Winnie yeah, Blues, like Blues yeah. or something, yeah. Marlboro. The Benson and Hedge. The Marlboro like, Reds. Yeah, Fast Lap or something was called and they used to get a whole whole bunch of money. So then if there's not prize money, essentially you're you're competing the sponsors want to be with the winners. So that's where you yes. essentially indirectly yeah. making your prize money is you yes. get the best sponsors if you're top three or top two, right? Yes. You get yeah. the best sponsors, you get the best crew, you get to attract the best people, people yeah. want to wear it for winners. Um, you have the most fan engagement because 
you know, Australians, we love winners until you yep. win too much and then we're going to turn yeah, on yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Don't win, just win a little bit, but don't win yeah. too much, otherwise I'm coming after you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, <I've>, it's, <laughs> you've experienced that. <laughs> no, it's just, a, it's just the part of our society in Australia I hate. I've, I've spoken about I hate, yeah, I hate it, hey. syndrome. I just, I can't despise, I, I just... I, I don't understand it. I, I've been, I just don't understand. It, it's almost, it is a convict mentality of just like, Hey, you, you were with us. You were in our doldrums for a while. Now you've made it. Don't forget. We still want to knock you back down. Ask for a little bit. Like, yeah, you get exactly. too big, and you're like, celebrate it, man. Like, yeah, it's awesome. That's where. Look, the US probably go a little bit on steroids with it. Like, they probably <laughs> yeah. go the other extreme. Yeah. But I respect that. Like, they're like, hey, that 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 He's kid made it from nowhere. That kid made it from Aubrey. That guy made it from wherever, yeah. um, or that girl or whatever. And it's like. They're, they're doing great things. Yeah, maybe, okay, they've got a bit of confidence. Mm. We straight away say that's arrogance. And it's like, you know, in the US, the saying over there is with a lot of guys, because I got over there struggling with seeing that kind of confidence and I was like, I'm trained in Australia. That guy's arrogant. That guy's arrogant. <laughs> He's a fool. Yeah. <laughs> and I, sp I spoke to a few guys and they're like, in this league, in the NBA, if, if you don't, if you're not your biggest fan, no one else will be. True. And yeah, I, I still that's... remember that saying, right? And I was like, fuck, that kind of makes sense. And in the NBA, it's brutal because- you're in a team environment, but you're also competing against like that guy's averaging more rebounds than me. They're probably going to resign him or that guy's playing better than me. You know, it's dog eat dog on a roster. Yeah. So that always stuck with me. Like if you're not your biggest fan, who's going to be, but in Australia where we're, we're raised the complete opposite of like never stray outside the line or don't be an individual, but you want, yeah, yeah. you want a bit of that. I love seeing like, like look, Kyrgios, love him or hate him. Right. But at least, you know, that's him. Yep. You might not agree with everything he says, but he's going to be him. He's going to be himself. This yep. is me. Love me or hate me. I respect that because I know from this industry that the people that are, you probably see it in, in, in your industry, is that are the PR darlings are the complete fucking opposite when the camera's the most off. boring people. Yeah. Or they're the complete assholes oh, yeah, or, yeah, or bad people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, the, you know, oh, that's a great guy. You know, he does this for charity. and yeah, He's really good with kids. As soon as the camera's yeah. off, they're the biggest pricks in the world. FNCs, right? this, that. Exactly. Like, it's just like, hey. Exactly. And just the way they treat people. You're a big liar. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll take the curious because like there's some scars there that we yeah. can see. You're yeah, normal. 100%. You're human. You're human, right? So... Yeah, no, just just a segue. I, I've just always hated the I tall totally, poppy syndrome totally in, in this country, and and you, you see it in, in racing. I mean, yep. in the US, they just celebrate it. We're here. It's like, mm. oh yeah, but you're polluting and you're doing this. <laughs> it's loud, <laughs> and you're doing burnout. Oh, a car oh, racing, no. you're a yobbo, or that whole mentality. Yeah, I probably right? am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like it's just silly, who so. I am. But get, getting it's, into it's, that, I guess, with fans it, and we're not. Uh, yeah. just, sorry, um, like our sport, it's you know, there's not a lot of standout people. I don't think you know, there's a lot of introverted drivers they they don't really step outside the square they don't like the problem is with our sport no one really knows any of them or who they are behind the scenes what they do how they think because yeah. they don't put themselves out there and that's one thing that you know i'd love to see in our sport you know i know a lot of the good a lot of the drivers are good people um but you just don't know a lot of them do you you don't know no, you don't know yeah. you, you don't know what they stand for how they think or because they're just so you know, focused on their job and they don't want to say anything bad, stay, stay inside your box. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't like that. That's and also you're behind a helmet, you're in a car. Yeah, yeah. Not as, don't see the face. Exactly. Like yeah. it's Might know the name but not the face. Exactly. Yeah. Which can be You need helpful. personalities. Like yes, I think you do, people, 100%. whether good or bad, um, you know, you need personalities. And even if a guy is, I love him or hate him or a girl is, I love him or hate him, that brings – you know, even the people that hate him are going to talk about him, yeah, and they're like, going to discuss it. And the Conor like, oh. McGregor effect, exactly. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's and you see it with a lot of athletes. So I, I always take personality rather than, 
you know, the mundane, buttered down, yes sir, no sir, and then the cameras are off and they're completely different yeah. generally. Um, but yeah, I mean, and car racing is one of those. It's like kind of like the American football field. They, 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 they always do polls that a lot of American football players can walk down the street and no one has any idea who they are because yep. they've got helmets on the whole game. Yep. You know, they're not, know the name. Yeah, they're, yeah. Not, they're, they're, they're not identifiable, whereas basketball or, you know, some of these sports where you're up AFL. close, you can see their fat, you, you know them, right? So it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. Mm. Murph was a legend. He was he taught me something back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I did a um oh it was like yeah, our driver parade. So before the big race at Bathurst, you do a driver parade and he was the the one in the car in front of me because he was my teammate back in 2011. And um we're going around, going around, he's waving to the crowd, and then someone reels out, Hey Murph, fuck you. And he gives him the finger, like just spots him out in the crowd, <laughs> just gives him the finger and says, Fuck you back, like mouths it to him. And I said, Um, dude, what was all that about when I got back? And he said, doesn't matter if they love you or hate you, as long as they know you. Yeah. That's what he said to me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of stuck with me. <laughs> he was a legend of a guy, yeah. absolute superstar. Yeah. No, it's interesting. That's something I remembered, sorry. No, that's, <laughs> awesome. no, that's good shit. Oh, well, in kind of getting into that with fans, as if we know the passion of the whole Holden versus Ford thing over yep. the years, I mean, you jumping ship from Holden to Ford, how did all that go down? Did you get? Yeah, I think it's a bit different these days. Yeah. Um, it's not as like you don't get set death oh, threats. Oh, the 80s and like, 90s. Oh, it was full oh, yeah. on. Was, oh, well, was by the way, what, what were you growing up? Uh, I was kind of both. Yeah. I really was. Yeah. I liked I liked both. Kind of like yourself. Like yeah. We copied yeah, over it. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Different eras. There's, yeah. there's, there's good eras and bad eras in your Yeah, 100%. Ford. Like yeah, yeah. The AU Ford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. a Homer Simpson car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, I kind of liked uh, growing up, I loved like the VY HSVs back in the day, yeah. mm. and then the um, you know the the turbo Falcon came out, the BA and the BF and stuff, and I really liked that. Yeah, really so well, yeah. yeah, they were really like I, I kind of like them all. I didn't, I, w- I wasn't one side or the other like hardcore like a lot of people are. Yeah, and now we don't have fucking either. So <laughs> there, there you go, people. Holding Ford people, now we've got nothing. Now, now we got Ford. Well, yeah. yeah, but I mean uh, Aussie, Ford, Aussie. Ford yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Ford Australia. When I say Ford and yeah. Holden, um, well, it probably comes down to like manufacturing is too expensive here, so they had mm. to outsource it, and eventually everything was going to be outsourced. Yeah, when you really look at it, the OHS Capital. Uh, uh, exactly, OHS Capital. Fifteen yeah. people to tick a box. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's uh, it's yeah. But you feel in a way that um, it's kind of like the NBA is headed. Headed that way, from what I see anyway, that a lot of people are following players now. The same thing happening in supercars. You feel that yes and no, like following drivers. Yeah, definitely. I, I I have seen that shift over time. Like there are still people who follow teams. Yeah. Um, and they also follow drivers, and you know, people come up to me and they go always say, "You're my second favorite driver," <laughs> and they're like in Red Bull stuff, and I'm like, "Hmm, am I? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> they always say that to me. I'm like, oh, they probably say that to everyone. Yeah. So yeah, I can't. Yeah, I kind of have seen that. Oh, that's awesome! It's it's good though because you know at the end of the day you know we'll swap we'll swap teams and yeah. we'll, we'll we'll jump change ship and everything. I've been you know I've started Holden was Ford then back to Holden now back at Ford again. So yeah, you know at the end of the day, you know, sometimes people come and give you shit about it, mm. and I'll be like, hey man, like what do you do for a job? I'll say to the punch, and they go, oh, I'm a plumber. I say, so what if like your boss was going to pay you X, say mm. eighty grand a year, and then this other bloke you met who wanted to offer you a job was going to pay you 100 grand a year. Would you go? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. And he goes, well, that's all I've done. Yeah, like, you do. Settle down, mate. Yeah, settle yeah. down. It's just a job. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, relax. Yeah. <laughs> they breathe it. Yeah, I love that passion. It's it, unreal. It gets blinded. It gets yeah. blinded. And, and you really get it cool. to an extent, especially if it's generational where they're old man or, or they're- Which I love. Yeah. I always think yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, like Justin said, that seems like that's kind of- Dying off a little. Dying off just with, you know- 
the, the Chinese built Commodore, <laughs> exactly. and then you got yeah. you know no 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 Australian Ford production. It's sad, man. It's yeah. it was it was you know my father migrated here, and it was a great time like for for, for car enthusiasts and seventies, eighties, nineties, and awesome cars and too. The, like, the big bang of competitions of yeah. the GTHOs and the Brock Commodores, and yeah. then it just like it was just nice to have that competition, and it was nice to be able to go to a showroom you know the weekend after a race and be able to purchase a car you yep, know um, essentially. So. That's gone, you know, kind of gone out the window, which is sad. I kind of wish I grew up in that era, hey? Like, oh, oh. kind of this, the, the way society was, the cars, the yeah. people, like, just it was easy. Yeah. There was I mean, only, there was only four channels to choose yeah. from yeah. on the TV. There wasn't <laughs> all this other shit. Like, I'd, yeah. I get, I got Netflix, I got Disney, I got this, I got that, and I still can't find anything to watch. Oh, do you, like, do you, do you, are you one of those guys that goes through, oh, like, everything. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Do, but do you go through, spend like, I spend like, sometimes I spend more time searching what I watch than what I watch. And then I'm asleep. <laughs> 30, 40 minutes, and you're like, oh, I'm going to bed. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to bed. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, to everyone, man. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe this one's better. Oh, no, maybe this one's better. Maybe I should go to the next one. <laughs> yeah, and then you look at the time, it's like 10.30. Like, oh, it's gone yeah. to bed. Why is that? Like, just bring back the four channels and you know, the <laughs> dial and slap the TV to get the, get the reception back. I'm, I'm cool with that life. Yeah, excess can Simple. be excess can be the devil. Really, yeah, it really can be. Like when you have too many options for things, I think it, yep. it really thumbs down society. I, I always do it when I go shopping. Like, okay, I know what I'm going to buy. I need a T-shirt or whatever it is. I need a pair of jeans. Go to like the jean shop and there's all these stuff and I'm just like, I'm out. I just turn around. I don't buy anything because I just too don't know. Too many carts, too many colours. Yeah, too, too much shit going on. I'm like, I'm, I'm out of here. They don't have a man still. I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I, it's, my, it's my patience now. Like I actually, I went in, I just went to Woolworths the other day to get bits and pieces and then I've gone, I looked at going, got like six items here. I'm going to have to line up for like 25 minutes. <laughs> and just ditched it. Uh, ditched it and gone. <laughs> and, you, and you scouted all yourself these days. Yeah, well, that's the thing because now the wife does click and collect all the time. Oh, it's yeah. the best thing Get ever. delivered. Oh, but, but, oh, just drive in. Yeah, yeah just drive yeah. in. They reel it, wheel it out, chuck it in the back. I've never yeah. done that. So I good. have to do that, I reckon. She does that and she lives off Amazon as well. Problem is, if you're one of those people like me, you know, with the wild heritage and you want the, the, the perfect lettuce <laughs> and you got <laughs> to knock the water, you got to knock on the watermelons, <laughs> then I'll do all that for you and you're going to get the wrong one. Um, <laughs> so nah, it's interesting. It's just, yeah, we are, we are in a world of excess, which, which kind of sucks. But I wonder if they give you all the shit. Do they? Oh, if you're getting, as if you're getting produce, if it's packet stuff, it's okay. Yeah. If you're getting you know produce, I mean? yeah. yeah. You're getting a few days old stuff, do you think, or nah? No, I don't, well, that's thing. I mean, I know fruit and veggies. She will go in and do herself. Yeah, you, like, do she'll that. Get you, that. Have to, you have to see that. <laughs> it's. I do now question milk. And everything. I wonder if get you know, the normally the closer you, to expiry yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, look down <laughs> the back and get, so, get it's the a business at the end of the day. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. Yeah, we we had inst- this thing called Instacart in the states, which yeah. basically you can. It's basically a, a a freelancer just goes and picks up your groceries. They have the list, oh, yeah, they cool. put all the trolley, they put it through and they charge you a fee for it. But then we started noticing that, like we're getting like, they're getting the wrong one or they get yeah. like stuff that's already kind of going off and you're just like, oh, you, you got to do it. Yeah, they, they don't care. Yeah. They do job, do that right? sometimes. You'll get the, kind of the next, best, the next best thing. Like if it's not in stock, they'll just give something else. Take whatever. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, but, I'm going to give that a go, click and collect. Yeah, it's good. Makes things easier. Uh, getting into direction supercars. So I guess we've Oh, having- yeah, sorry. Back on topic. <laughs> yeah, back on topic. <laughs> Grocery stores. That's <laughs> yeah, the good yeah, thing about our podcast, man. We just go anywhere. Exactly. Shit. Talk shit, get hit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I just can't anymore. That's, that's, uh, that's um, a fundamental rule in society. You talk shit, get hit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? It doesn't happen anymore. You yeah. talk shit, you don't get hit. Yeah, very true. 
Yeah, no, it's, uh, we don't condone violence, but yeah, but I uh, I've definitely had some run-ins with a young fellow that that straightened me up real quick, um, as we all have. Yeah. Um, sometimes sometimes they're needed, sometimes they are needed. You don't want anyone getting severely hurt, but you know, the old man obviously you know s- scrunched up my shirt around my my throat a few times, and your alarm yeah. bells rang. I must say that um, on this topic, so my son, yeah, three and a half. That apparently a kid took one of his toys off him and got hit. And I've asked a question daycare because I had to sign the form and everything. I'm like, did he stand up for himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, kind of staring at me. And then this other guy later on, he's like, yeah, he, yeah, did. he, yeah, he did. Cool. He got one in. Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And that's, but, that's, you know, and God, yeah. that's what I teach my kids, man. I'm like, you never initiate. You don't bully people. But if someone's going at you, you stand up for yourself and, yeah. and I'll, I'll go to the school to handle it afterwards. But if I find out you started it, different story, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's how society yeah, should be. If you've got someone niggling you, niggling you, that's that's the other thing with Australian society. Usually the retaliator gets in, in more trouble than the guy. Oh, you shouldn't have retaliated, mate. It's like, well, you shouldn't have punched me in the face. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's, you know. Um, I can't it. wait till my kids go to school. It's going to be fun. Are your kids like tall? Yeah, they're intimidating yeah. stuff. So uh, who's t- going to pick on them? Well, man, they're like- tall, but yeah, they'll, they'll get to a point where they get picked on, like because I did, you know, because they're, they're going to be. Well, yeah, they're going to be in in year, in year eight. They're going to be as tall as a, a year twelve, right? So there's going to be these yeah, older true. kids that want to be smart asses. I copped yeah, it I suppose, like, all yeah. through high school, right? From older kids, older kids, yeah, yeah generally, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you just stand out, man. You just, yeah. and, and you can't hide like you're always standing out. So once they once they start, and they're older, so they can beat down. And once they start going at you, they see you everywhere because you're tall. So it's like, so they're going to go through that, and I'll teach them through what I learned from that. As well, but the thing, biggest thing is just you know stick up for yourself. Can do jujitsu or martial there arts? Are. They're on jujitsu. Yeah, nice. Already. Yeah, oh, that's, wish, that's <laughs> something his... I wish I did when I was younger. Same I wish, man. I wish I started like doing some sort of martial art yeah. to teach me yeah. discipline and. Young and, fella like, just got his first stripe yesterday. Oh, yeah? Nice, um, but it's outside of the the, the the fighting and the wrestling. It's just great for kids because it teaches them how to fall. Yeah, that's yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. you want to realize. Yeah. Like, so falling off, you know, kids are gonna fall off shit. They're gonna get pushed over. It teaches them like how to fall without breaking their arm or falling on yeah. their head. So now they're learning like how to brace falls with their shoulder and yeah, the side yeah, of their body. Yeah. Like for it's that, it's awesome. Point. And and it's just basic self defense, you know. Yeah. Um, Good confidence builder. And, oh man, I've, I've, he was so wrapped. Like they they're already um, grappling, which is cool. At, yep. at six years old, they're already doing cool. some, some grapples <laughs> yeah. and some some wrestling, and and he's already he's already turfed a few kids. And <laughs> so pumped afterwards, he's like, oh, I messed him up so bad. And I'm just like, but then he got done yesterday by a kid. And oh, I was yeah. like, see, you got to be careful, yeah. don't get too confident. So it's, it's awesome, awesome. Yeah, and, that's great. And we see some there's some kids in there that are. You know, smaller, scrawnier. You can tell they probably get copping it a little bit, and there's some big, cool, bigger, yeah. bigger kids that are in there, and it's great for their confidence. You know, yeah. um, and there's going to be a kid eventually that's going to going to go in and get a surprise. So yeah, hundred <laughs> like, percent. And, and it's and it's not it's not striking neither. That's a good nah. thing. So like, they can just put him in a hole and be like, all right, mate, calm down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah calm down. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. So highly recommend it for any of the listeners, with kids, man. Like chuck them into him. Even uh, even as an adult, like, yeah, I started kickboxing in like 2014 okay. and um, you know, I had no idea or anything of the sport but when you turn up to the gym and you realise girls that train could kick your ass oh, you're like, oh yeah how much more do you respect anyone you're like okay you never know anyone they just look like beautiful nice women yeah. and they could knock you the fuck out <laughs> yeah, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna a, lady, a lady at our at our kids school a mother uh, who we're friends with and um, 
became friends with her and my wife's like, what, you know, what are you, oh, yeah, I used to be, um, used to do MMA, just oh, yeah. fighting Mexi- Mexico and the US and we're like, Ooh, and if yeah. you saw her, you would, you would never guess. Yeah. Like, you know, decent looking woman, like not too big, not too skinny. Like, lovely, you, lovely yeah. demeanor. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. you have no idea. And she could like literally take your head off yeah. and you're yeah, just like, awesome. whoa. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Sorry, back, back, back on, back on topic. track. Yeah. <laughs> so direction, <laughs> we'll of, there eventually. direction of supercars with manufacturers. So yep. where do you see it heading? Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of a little bit outspoken on this one because, mm. you know, they, all the team owners get together and they always want to like bring more manufacturers in, which is great, brilliant yep. idea, but they never come. Mm. They always change the rules to try and, you know, incorporate more manufacturers, but they never turn up. They just don't have the desire to be part of our sport. Yeah. So I'm just like, why even bother trying to like – attract them anymore mm. build something really cool build yeah. something you know build a you know supercars engine so there's no like ford and holden engine build a supercar chassis you know make it look however you want um so there's no parity issues like nascar i've done yep and you know can make it sort of look like slightly different i suppose if you want like ford and holden and whatever joins and then build something really cool that's cheap and effective and then build a big sport then other manufacturers they will want to come and play instead of trying to you know, change the rules to suit them, and then they don't want to. They don't want to come and play, and then your know, sports like nowhere near where it, where it started from. And yeah, so I, I'm not really a big fan yeah. of you know all the other other manufacturers coming, in. even though if they did, fantastic. Yeah, but for now, just just focus on your Keep own. It simple. Yeah, focus on your own backyard and make sure it's all perfect before you start trying to entice other people. Yeah, no, that is fair. That is fair. No, easy. Because, like, I suppose when the the car, you know, they had the first supercar Gen One, and then they went to the Gen Two, which is the car of the future, which we've only just stepped out of now. And you know, the whole idea was that was to change the, you know, the the you know, amongst changing it for safety reasons, they changed it to try and entice manufacturers, and they did. They they brought in uh, Nissan, yep, um, Volvo joined, and you know, uh, Mercedes, Mercedes half yeah. joined as well. And it was really good for the sport. There was a lot of different you know, makes and models floating around out there. But at the end of the day, Ford and Holden still still, stood the test of time and weeded all the other ones out. And now it's just Ford and Holden again. So, you know, you know, it, uh, maybe the, the other teams or the, you know, the other manufacturers didn't get looked after enough with parity issues and engine yep. stuff. And, you know, there was heaps of dramas going on between, you know, you know, they run this engine, this burns this much fuel, where we burn this much fuel, they've got this much torque, we've only got this much, that we've got much more power, they don't have as much yep. power. And it was just like, it's just a head, <laughs> headache to try and sort of manage that sort of, the, the differences between all the cars. So, you know, that's why I think they should just make, you know, a supercars branded single car, single engine and go racing. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's got the same thing and then you can, Mm. you know, you can do the front fascia, rear fascia, whatever you want to try and make it look sort of different or more like, yeah. Mm. I don't, I I don't know. It's, this is my take on it. It's probably, it's very different to to how we're going, but, you You know, I think think EV to make it good for the environment. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of EV. Like yeah. I can't, like we spoke before, I, I understand it, but I don't get it. Like do it's that. just, you know, motor Went racing. Pits and plug your car in for a fast charge for 47 <laughs> minutes and go back out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you remember Formula E? The Formula E is still going around. Yeah. And, you know, the batteries, the first time they did it, the Gen 1 cars, they could only get halfway through a race. They had to come and swap cars halfway through. Do you remember that? <laughs> it, was, it was just embarrassing. It was really bad. And... 
I, I kind of get it, but like motor racing, I love the noise. I love hundred percent. I love the, the yeah. smell. Like two strokes, two stroke smells the best smell yeah. you can have out of any perfume I've ever smelled in my life. <laughs> it's the greatest smelling thing in the world. Um, but you know, yeah, supercars. We have gone, you know, friendly for the environment. We run, we run E eighty five. It's made from, you know, sugarcane. Fields yep. and fields of it that we have mm-hmm. to like manufacture to make yeah. these barrels of yeah, barrels of smell good too. And, and it burns 30 percent more as well so you know use more of it you got to use more of it to yeah. get around the track <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean there's not, a, there's not a fix for that stuff and no it was funny when they first brought it in um i was part of the i was part of the championship when they went from pump fuel to um was a 98 to 85 and after every race in 98 or like the 98 mm-hmm. fuel you're you would cough black stuff and have like black stuff in your nose, eyes, wow. everything like that. And that was just from the soot. Yeah. And as soon as they went to the E85, that all stopped. Like I have no more black shit in my face, no more, no mm. more coughing up shit anymore. It's just, it's much cleaner, much yep. cleaner, even though you've got to burn a lot more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Mm. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, no one would ever talk about that and, until really? you spoke to me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. God. That's one one positive. Yeah. And getting into off season at the moment. So you've moved moved house? Yeah, I moved house. We, I lived in an apartment in St Kilda Road for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And before that, I was just around the corner. So I was in the same city block for 18 years wow. in two-bedroom apartments. And now I've gone to like a five-bedroom house in Bentley yeah. East. And yeah, it's very different. I've got a backyard, watering my grass and shit. It's different. Yeah. It's fun. So, like so it's it. a predator outside or is yeah, it? Yeah, no, actually I had a... <laughs> <laughs> I drunk bought a two meter, like three hundred kilo st- statue of Predator in Thailand once and sent it to myself. And yeah, anyway, three hundred kilo. Yeah, um, geez, that would cost you a bit just to get it back. Yeah, it was are they like, the ones at the end of Bangalore or are they just everywhere? Uh, I don't know. It's called Samui Road, but I was in Koh Samui. Okay, and I don't know what I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I was conned by one of my friends, Daniel, to. You know, buy it at the time and we were pissed. And I was like, oh. it was like 1700 bucks at the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, who cares? What did it cost to send back? Uh, like 900 bucks. That's not too bad. Actually. <laughs> it was all right. This is like it's on a ship. Yeah. Yeah. This was like fucking ages ago. Comes yeah. in like six pieces in like this little crate or big and crate. It was one of the ones where you're that drunk that it turned up at your door. You're like, fuck. Yeah. Where this come from? Did actually buy that. <laughs> I, like, it, I remember coming back home and then a few months later, I get this like uh, customs report. I'm like, what the What's, what's what are they custom? What have I have I bought drugs or something? I don't know, I to, what's going on? Someone framing me? I had no idea. And then I read, I'm like, oh, it's that robot I bought. Shit. And then I'm like, oh, well, anyway, I signed all the papers, got it all through customs, and it turned up, and it just sat in the corner of my house, scaring people for ten years. Inside, yeah, inside. Where yeah. is it now? Uh, I sold it to a sponsor of mine, Apex Steel. So, yeah, <laughs> they got it at a warehouse. They got it at a warehouse. More, yeah. The plumbers wow. more in a warehouse, yeah. industrial area. Yeah, it's a, he's a steel manufacturer, so um, yeah, sort of <laughs> goes in it. Uh, it's it's, it's cool as it's unreal. I can still go visit him from time to time if I want. So yeah, still got the connection with him. I've <laughs> <laughs> been been asked to uh, ask you what GP stands for. Um. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> GP is what's what I call my girlfriend. Means good pussy. Oh. <laughs> okay. Was not expecting that one. Okay. Yes. Not Grand Prix. Oh, no. I was, I was actually thinking. Would you, is that from Jack Perkins? Like... That's from Jack Perkins. Isn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was from Jack Perkins. Bloody Jack, stitch me up. Yeah. Anyway, so obviously that that oh. was like that whole like pussy wagon story yeah. back in the day. And then I just short like I, I just shortened it to GP then so yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I was thinking you're gonna be it was gonna be the whole Grand Prix Grand Prix. <laughs> so I was no, thinking no, no. I'll see that. Play so on words. You threw me massively, Jack. Oh really? So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You can leave that in if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> my missus calls yeah, she understands. She knows yeah. she's a good person. But the whole pussy way. GP thing, a good person. Was, She's a good person, yeah. Well done. <laughs> Actually, speaking of the whole pussy. And by, by the way, my miss is a big fan of yours. Really? Yeah, everything you everything you say and write and oh, you know well, how you're outspoken. She's um yeah. Thank you very much. I've still got you, Mrs. Zoo Weekly magazine. Do yeah, yeah. I still do. You sicko. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, that's a long time ago. Yeah. So she looks very different now, <laughs> being like six months pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Can imagine. She's still beautiful, still very beautiful. He's you like said girlfriend? Girlfriend, yeah. Okay. Well, Not married, no. Yeah, what's, what's, yeah, what's the go with that? Um, I've got to deal with her. No pressure. We've got, we no, got no, you no. back here to hunt. So. Yeah, I've got to deal with her. If she wants to get married, she has to give me two years travel free and I will get married. Good luck. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, two years, it's not and hard. long service. Now with the kids, yeah. good, good luck. Yeah. Good, good luck. It's just two years. Okay, if you're really, really serious, I'll knock it down to six months, but yeah. even that's a stretch. That's just right. My, my missus and kids are up on the Gold Coast this week and all the boys. Oh, are, yeah, you're batching it. I am. I am living that life at the moment and you're thinking, going, yeah, it could be fucking going out, getting hammered and everything. No, I've stained the fence. <laughs> I've done this much shit around the house yep. that I've just been just wanting to do for a year. Yeah, you actually had the time to do it. Yeah. 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 I love doing that. I love doing house chores. I'm the house bitch at, at my house. I do all the cooking, all the cleaning, not all, most of it. So, yeah. Really? Yeah, I love it. So yep. my, my miss has that figured out. So we do body fit training. Um, I go in the morning, she goes in the evening, but she's got it worked out that. She can go to her evening gym session and she comes home and dinner's ready. Yeah, okay. So she gets to sleep in and the cooked meal. Yeah. And you're going to work all day, aren't you? <laughs> oh, she works Oh, she well. works yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She does work very hard, so. so. No, we love them. They're the best. But one yeah. day we'll, we'll probably get married, maybe. Yeah, come on, man. There's yeah. pressure on. What are you doing? Yeah, I'll just, well, you, yeah. Once, the, once the kids are there, yeah. I'm just so tight, it. I don't want to pay for a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it comes down to. you have to. your wedding car? We are RX-7B on the road? Nah, yeah, it would be on the road, but um, no, nah, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not that sort of person to care about those. You know, people spend heaps of money on that one day. Yeah. I don't get it. No, it's true. Don't. Did you have a wedding? Uh, yes. Did you have a wedding? I did. Yeah. And must say it's a lot of money, and the end of it you go. Is it worth it? Yeah. Be honest. Uh, no, nah, it's. I don't, my, I don't no, know. mine was the best. Nah. I did. I, Yours was good. <laughs> just had a party. So he had dandy donuts. You can't beat that. Yeah, that dandy donuts rock up to mine. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I had like um, long story, but I proposed to my wife at the start of a year, right? And so it was on New Year's Day. I picked that day, so I'd remember the wedding anniversary. <laughs> um, That's something I've got to do yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured that out because I'm, I'm poor with dates and birthdays yeah, and all terrible. that. I almost forget Christmas. Um, <laughs> so then I was like, okay, now that we're getting married, we're, we're, we're basically engaged. Um, we're going to get married. Let's just start working on the kids because, like, you know, the cycle and ovulation and all that bullshit. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, let's just get it started, right? So then she happens to get pregnant. We were planning on the, the wedding. It was the year of the Olympics, 2016. And we we're planning on having the wedding in uh, August and off season when I'm back in Melbourne and gets pregnant early that year in like February, right? So then we're like, uh, or January, we're like, oh, here we go. So now, like, She's going to be heavily pregnant during the wedding, which is going to be a big baby as it is, obviously. Look at myself. <laughs> and then, obviously, uh, you know, European family, 
Oh, shotgun wedding, <laughs> shotgun wedding. Oh, we're just getting married because she's pregnant. We went through all that, all that bullshit. Oh, yeah. So I was like, and I had the Olympics in 2016 in Rio. So the plan was to come do the wedding and then go to the Olympics. So I was like, oh, that's not going to work now. So what do we do now? What do we do now? It's going to be too hard. So we're like, okay, we came back to Melbourne in June, eloped with a mate of mine. Went out of the courthouse in, in Melbourne in the city. Yep. So she was like six months then? Six months. It's yep. still doable. Yeah. And then we, um, Went to the went to the Olympics, did all that. Then had a had a we said it was the wedding, but it was a wedding celebration. Didn't tell anyone we got married, right? So just organised a day. Uh, it was kind of like shop at like twelve, and it was like twelve till nine. As long as you want tapas bar in the yeah, city, yeah, yeah, rented yeah. out the whole place. Had Danny Donuts come. Had a comedian come roast us. Which comedian? George Capanaris, who's a former Cropless now. Oh um, yeah, 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 awesome. And and then had a running magician as well. So oh, yeah, had yeah. a bunch they're of they're unreal. Mm. Awesome, awesome. When you're drunk, they're the best. And had a yeah, Dan, Dandy really Donut cool. truck come because like, yeah. we love Danny Donuts. Yeah. And had a Danny Donut truck come with a thousand donuts and just like came nice. to the guest for dessert. Yeah. But um, gave a speech at the start of it, and everyone was like, kind of like, "Where's the wedding? This is kind of weird. Where's the celebrate? Where's the church?" Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, under your plates is, um, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a photo uh, surprise where he got married. <laughs> and it was just a note of, a of us yeah. standing at the, at the altar basically eloping and that's how I did it. And that's it was perfect. the best thing I ever did. That's it was like, so, and it wasn't a money thing. It was just because it just the circumstances didn't line up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she barely got through that day because she was bloatedly, she was September. So she was, you know, during six or seven weeks. Um, so it was it was horrendous for her. Yeah. Uh, but if, if we would have done a proper wedding with the dance, like she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have made it. There's yeah, no yeah. way. But then you know, I had some family members that hated it because they're like, oh, well, it's not traditional. Yeah, it's like, what's going on? And then I had other people that were like, it was the best wedding we've been to. It was just easy. Yeah. It was relaxed. They didn't want it to be like a formal like da da da. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I suppose our I suppose our wedding might be different because I suppose when we when we spoke about it years ago, we wanted our kids to be there and and watch us get married and. And had our family together, so that'd be cool. Yeah, it's just a bit different. Out of Bathurst or something? No, no, probably not. No. <laughs> Don't, I have no idea where or what's going to happen or yeah. not. But you know, it's in time it might happen. So being based in Melbourne right now, where where what's the nearest? Where's your training centre? Where, where do you where you spend? Uh, so time? as part of Supercars, um, every Victorian team has to test at Winton, yeah. and every Queensland team has to test at Queensland Raceway. Okay, so you get your one designated track, and you get three test days a year. That's it. What? Yeah, you get three test days yeah. where you're allowed to practice and go test your car and stuff. And so the rest is just in the simulator? Um, the rest is, it's kind of done, yeah, like a lot of teams have- On the roads? Yeah, on the <laughs> roads, yeah, around the back streets of Daniel. Yeah. Um, a lot of teams these days have uh, sim programs or whatnot, so we don't actually have one yet. We're working on one. Um, so that's one thing that we're missing from our from our team right now is our sim program. Um, but yeah, a lot of teams do sim programs. How did you find and that through COVID doing the sim? Oh, it's the worst time of my life. Oh, I hated <laughs> did you have it so one the, much. I don't think I saw your sim set up. Was it? No, nah, it was shady just, as, it? just a shitbox. <laughs> it started was just like a crappy yeah. Logitech steering wheel and Love pedals it. and that. And then just in the apartment? Yeah, just in the apartment. I got oh, hosed. Relieve, yeah. I got absolutely hosed. And then I'm like, this is shit. Yeah. So they come and got me a little bit better one. And that sort of got me further up the group. But then, you know, Some if you go, if you go drive areas. like the guys that were winning set up, it's just night and day different. <laughs> like you can actually do a lap. And most of the time I was just not trying to crash. It was just. I did a real funny one at the start. Was it Rick Kelly? I think. It Rick Kelly. And then he ended up making a, Decent one? Yeah, yeah. You made like a, a proper like- Yeah, it had castor all over it. Yeah, yeah. it looked like a cool setup, but it was yeah. still it was still the shit steering wheel <laughs> and pedals and that. And yeah. yeah, it was probably the worst time of my life, actually. Because <laughs> you're, like, you're trapped indoors and 
back then, like my team thought it was like the be all, be all and end all of winning races of, of this simulation, you know, sim stuff. So I had to like practice it a few hours a day and I just hated it so much. It was just the worst. And I'm not, I'm not from that generation where we played games, played racing games At least growing you could up. pause it halfway through and get a bowl of cocoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was cool, yeah. <laughs> like I suppose when we had the race nights, when we all, yeah. my missus would like bring me dinner and stuff <laughs> and I'd be sitting there, you know, in between games trying to like eat my dinner and stuff. And it was all right. It was, like, there was some good parts, but there was some shit parts. Oh, and you walked in your apartment. Yeah, there was that as well. Five kilometers and all to that be honest, place. I actually loved it. Did you really? I actually loved that part. So. Just being home more? Just, just having, like, it, 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 even though when you look back at it, it was just the most bizarre, stupidest time in your life. They actually told us you can't leave your house and you only yeah. leave your house for, you know, one or two reasons. It's bizarre. But being locked inside, like I'm a bit of a homebody, I loved it. I played games, watched heaps of TV. I actually dragged my mattress out and put it in front of the TV in the lounge room and just <laughs> lived myself there. It was just like, it was just the best. I made like yeah. a little fortress at the front of the TV next to the kitchen and just, that was me. The missus wasn't around at that point? Or she no, was she was there. She yeah, was? Yeah, she just She's did it with me. Too? Yeah, 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 we just stayed at home. She still worked for the government at the time, so she did a bit of work, but yeah. most of the time- She was allowed out. <laughs> she was allowed, yeah. Um, well, sometimes. I think she was at some point, but then they stopped it. And yeah. She yeah. was part of the job ready program, job ready program, so then she went to job seeker, I think, and okay. she was part of processing yeah. payments okay. and all that. So, um, yeah, I kind of I liked it. I don't know, I just- you know, every day you got up and you had no aspirations to do anything. <laughs> like it was like, you know, normally when you're a sports person, you're trying to achieve stuff every day. You're like, yeah. oh, these are my goals for the day. I'm going to go out and do this, going to train. Uh, I'm going to think about doing this, got to do this for this sponsor, da, 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 da. But that time there was zero. I just woke up going, just empty headed. <laughs> yeah, nothing. It, was, nothing. it was good for a month you or know, two for yeah, me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, At least I, if you didn't want to go to sponsoring, lad, you could always pull the COVID thing. Oh, I'm not got COVID. Yeah, I got COVID. Yeah, I got COVID. Yeah. People are still using that. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, it's bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I just got over it. I think I had some lung infection last week and I've only just got over it, but it was, I don't think it was COVID because no one in, in my house got it. Yeah. I'm not testing. I haven't tested for a year. I've had sniffles. No, not testing. Refuse. I'm done. Done. With I, I was, I was a smart ass man. I, I was had, done before it actually got to Australia. Like I'm. This thing's yeah. fucking. Bullshit. I had tonsillitis and a chest infection. Yeah, but which, is, up to which work. is by far way worse oh, than yeah. coronavirus. <laughs> like tonsillitis, I'm dead. I knew the knew the wife was excited for a holiday, and I said I should do a test in case I've got COVID. So I'm like, don't <laughs> so, you fucking dare! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Just how society's like, just trying to move on or moved on already, and it's just like, hang on, yeah, it wasn't like that a year ago. You yeah. guys are all freaking out. So with most sports, say you, so you couldn't just go to a track to just get a running if you wanted to, right? Not in and, not in our own cars, no. So if you wanted to go and drive a car, you got to go. Um, drive a DVS car, which is like the tier below, or yep. a GT car or anything else. Wow. But as part of your own championship, you're only allowed three days a year, unless you're a rookie and you get a few extra days a year, and it could be like two or three. So you really have no way of practicing within your car? Not, not you really. Because, you know, basketball player, have a bad oh, shooting mate. night, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. for three hours and shoot. And I can get- do that tomorrow, can't you? You can just go out. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, yeah. You, you, yeah. So I'll go find a center wherever I want. I go. I go to our facility. Whatever. I can shoot five hours, two hours. Some players do. You know, mo- early morning. Some some players go back after games after a bad shooting night and shoot on the arena floor. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But you, you can't do that's that. That's mental, right? isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but it's but it's, it's your craft, right? Yeah, I so suppose. Yeah, hundred percent. Someone wasn't feeling good that night. I want to go and I want to go and you know get my brain. Is it the same in like NASCAR and F one? Do they have the same? Um, there's there's all sorts of testing restrictions because back in the Back in the days, I can only attribute it to what I know, I suppose. So 
like when Lounsey first joined the sport and he come out and it was like, Lounsey was like the next yep. greatest, biggest thing. That's because back in those days you could go out and do as much testing you want and it was unrestricted. So they used to go three days a week down to Calder to test parts of the car or tyres or whatnot. So they did like, I think before, quote, I don't, I don't know if this is 100% correct, but from what I spoke to all the mechanics at the time, they did like 20-odd thousand Ks of testing before they actually raced wow. with him. So. You know, on a race weekend, we might do, say, 500 Ks on yeah. a race weekend, maybe 800 Ks, maybe. So that's, that's, what, that's a lot of, lo- any a lot of race weekends. Any rich team owners got their own track? <laughs> um, like a Goodwood Festival yeah, uh, set up their driveway? No, I think, <laughs> I think there was one team back in the day, like in 2005, it was Team Dynamic. Do you remember those? Yeah. yeah. They did some illegal testing somewhere, some airfield, some aero test, and they got like done like 250 grand or something. Oh, or, really? So yeah, they catch it like, you. Yeah, yeah, because oh, wow. it's, all, it's all logs. So if you can, anytime, I think anytime you start the car up, it sort of tricks a beacon or something at supercars or something like wow. that. There's, they can actually test or find out what you've been doing behind the scenes. So. I know some guys from Danny who could probably get around yeah, that in yeah, five yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the kilometres. Just let us know. Yeah. No, we didn't do that. That's crazy. <laughs> Put it in reverse. Spin the wheels backwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I couldn't imagine. Most athletes couldn't imagine. Like, hey, no, you can't go practice a simulation of your race or you know a game situation because yeah. you're going to get three. Yeah, uh, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's so weird. It's mind boggling to me. It's so I suppose a lot of our time was spent thinking about it. Yeah. Because you know visualization is almost one to one. They say. Um, a lot of the kids play simulators, which I can't do. I'm yep. too old. <laughs> then what are you doing there's, there's not real enough for me. So I can, I can sit down and think about my car and how, how it's going to feel, yeah. where I'm going to break, how, how this corner is without doing the simulator stuff. So you know, I suppose a bit of my time, you know, not, not much these days, I need to get back into it, is spent thinking about it. But so, so let's just say you've got a, a big Let's say Bathurst is four weeks away. Yeah. Take me through your schedule leading up to that. Like b- besides getting to the, the nitty gritty of like all your promo stuff and all that. But yeah, like, yeah. Are you just in the gym every day? Are you five yeah, days I, a week? What are you, what are you doing? Um, like what are you doing right now? Schedule uh, wise. Schedule wise. All I'm doing these days is just, just training, keep myself fit, not trying to stress myself out too much. Cause if I, if I think about it too much over the off season, I tend to, I suffer burnout really easily, obviously mm-hmm. from 2018. Yeah. Uh, so I try and you know, keep an open mind now and, Try and clear, clear my brain and and um, not not think about racing too much right now. But when it comes when it comes close, a few weeks out from the event, that's when I'll start thinking about actually what am I doing? How am I going to attack this? Um, obviously, this year the cars are all different, so I actually don't know how they're going to feel. So the first test day for us is like the fourteenth of Feb, I think, after everything's built. That's Valentine's when I was, Day, perfect. Sorry? Valentine's is it, Day. Oh, it might be the 12th. It's, no, it's the 13th, 13th or 15th, <laughs> I think. We're sort of around there. Dodge yeah. that bullet, so. Yeah. <laughs> is it Valentine's Day then? I'm terrible at dates, hey? So, yeah, that's when, I'll, when I drive the car and understand how it's going to feel, how I'm going to, what's, what's it going to be like underneath me, that's when I'll actually start to think about what's going to be like everywhere else we go to. So, you know, right now I'm actually not doing much. I'm just... Riding my bike, going to the gym. That's what I mean. So, but you are like, so your conditioning is you do some weights, some cardio. Is yeah, that, is yeah. That... I, I do. I do mainly yeah, weights, cardio. Um, I'm going to buy a sauna because I struggle with the heat, and I've just had a guts full of it. Yeah. So I'm going to buy a sauna and spend a bit of time in there. Yeah. You know, last year our car got to 71 degrees at Adelaide. Oh my goodness! And it's way too hot for me. Like my yeah. brain actually packs in at 70, not 71. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was just so hot, man. Um. And like average, it might be 66 for us yeah. in the really hot parts. It got to 70, 71. 
um, which is just way too hot. So I'm going to buy a sauna and start mm. you know, trying to be accustomed to it because I find living in Melbourne, living in cold climate. That'd be good for um, your neighbours to see if you've got a sauna out the back, yeah. just walk out in your race suit. Just something something I can actually get used to. So, um, yeah. you know, that's on the – but, uh, you know, I'm sort of in and out of my diet at the minute. I changed my diet radically last year and just eat meat. Nothing else. Carnivore? Yeah, it's love it. Unreal. Oh, Coolest thing I've ever done. Wish I did it 10 years ago. Really? Is that yep. because nothing of liver else, king? No veggies, no nothing? Haven't eaten anything green for a year. Is that because of liver king? No, nah, not at all. Because he's on that, steroids. Saladino. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got in touch with that Paul Saladino guy. Yeah. Um, he's called Carnivore MD. Look him up. It's cool as he, he explains it really well. And yeah, it's it's been really so just good. lean beef basically, or no, just the fatty, the fatty cuts. Yep, yep. Um, just beef, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Uh, yeah, well, breakfast and lunch and no dinner. You only tend to eat twice a day because you're not that hungry after two big steaks or yeah. heaps of eggs. Yeah. It's anything animals you can have. Oh, anything animals. I so yeah. so you can do good. poultry as well. Yep, yep. Okay, not like oh, I find if I have chicken, I get a bit hungrier. So it's not as not as fatty. The yeah. fatty is like it makes you satiety. Yeah, keeps you up. Yeah, I love it. Have you given it a go? I have another carnival. I've, I've done little small bits just yep. to try it. Um, no, you got you got to go hard into it. It's yeah. a bit weird, like the first week, like the first few days, you don't shit, and you're like, okay, <laughs> this is a bit weird. And then I got the runs like day three for a day, and then it all went back to normal, completely back to normal. Yeah, yeah. And now you've got, you feel really good. Yeah, I feel really good. Except the last like month, I've sort of gone in and out of it, and you, just, done, you, feel, you feel terrible. You pack yeah. on weight. Like the first first week, I reckon I lost three kilos. Yeah. yeah. First month, I lost seven kilos. And, you, and I what's test levels after? I heard that. Test. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went skyrocket. Yeah, I heard that. Your testosterone goes through the roof. Your cholesterol yeah. goes through the roof. Yeah. I had to do all these tests to prove good my cholesterol. Yeah. Oh, any all cholesterol yeah, goes, all through cholesterol. The roof. <laughs> goes just yeah. sky high. Um, heard headaches as well. Did you have that? No, I didn't have any headaches. That'd be, or sugar. That'd be probably from cutting out sugar yeah, yeah, carbs, carbs yeah. which I was always a low carb person. Yeah. Um, what else happened to me? Oh, I used to get bad dandruff every now and again, an itchy skull, and stopped immediately. Yeah. Gone. Um, just, just weird things. You just notice weird things. Mm. And you, it's weird you want to lift more weights. <laughs> Don't ask me why, but you just want to lift weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I, I can't, I'm still a 68 kilo runt. <laughs> and you, you need to maintain what they give you a, a weight mate. No, maintain. no, no. So in our, in our sport, um, it, it's good to be lighter because uh, they add the seat and all your driving gear and everything together. So I think it's got to be 95 kilos, I think, of max. everything. Of, yeah, max. Yep. So anything over that, you're giving away time, but everyone sort of puts weight on to be that weight and they all put it under the seat. So the more weight you put on the seat, which lowers your centre of gravity, which you know, theoretically the car could go around corners faster. Um, so, yeah, I'm like with all my gear, I'm 72 or something. With my seat, it must be... 75, 76, so yep. they must put 20 kilos on under the yep. seat, which is really, really good. Yep. But what I find is the skinnier you are, the harder the races are. The more the heat gets to you, the more um, it tears through you and the, the worse you feel. And um, I've noticed this over my life because, you know, we've had some bigger guys like Steve Johnson race. Yeah. And he was probably Brody like- Kostecki, he looked- Brody, Brody's yeah. a big fella. And you see them after the race and they look fine. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> got out, not even sweating or anything. It's bizarre. And you see like the really fit guys like myself, Slade, uh, they get out red face, sweating, like struggling. It's just, the, it's weird in our sports. Yeah, the, the fatter you are, the easier you do it, which is uh, unlike every other sport, isn't wow, it? It's yeah. just- Bizarre, but it must be. It, what I figured out is, um, 
the fatter you are, the more water you store. Yeah. And obviously in our in our endurance events, it's super hot. You're going to smoke through a lot of water and your body's going to be in a stress sort of mode. Mm. So the more water you can store, the easier you're going to do it. So yeah. it's actually good to have some fat. So right now I'm sort of 68 kilos. Um, last year I was probably 66, 67. Uh, I've been up to 76 kilos racing and I did the races heaps easier when I was 76, even though I felt terrible during the week. Um because obviously I'm eating worse, training less, and I feel better at 66, but my job is kind of, to- it's pointing me towards being fatter, which is hard, yeah. for, me to, hard for me to understand. <clears throat> yeah. It's bizarre, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's uh, weird. What's the most weight you lost in a race? Uh, what, what do you generally do and what's the most? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the cramp, what, what, did you notice losing more during the cramp well, race? Well, I used to weigh myself before and after a lot of the races when I was younger, but then I figured out, okay, that's how much I've got to drink or whatnot. Mm-hmm. The very first race, I say so I would drink bottle back then in 2009 was five, five litres of water, five kilos, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And I drank that thing dry and I still lost half a kilo. Yeah. Jeez. So your net loss is five and a half kilos. Yeah, in that yeah, sure. Is it just water like, in those? Like, well, you, I, yeah, over time you start to put um, salts in and a bit of yeah. sugar and stuff and yeah. whatnot. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That's brutal. But the mechanics don't like it when you um, when you put like electrolytes in it. And That's some, a lot of be the tubes. That, yeah, the uh, tubes like go all moldy. Yeah. And <laughs> clean it out. It's disgusting. Yeah, they, oh, it's exactly what in my head going, well, yeah, it's you disgusting. add anything and, yeah. Some people pee in the in the car, which I still have. That's what I ask as well. That's the, yeah, always the question. Race car that, yeah. Do you pee in the do you car? Pee? Do you pee? Do you shit yourself? Yeah, not really. Or we shit ourselves, but not you know. Yeah, not metaphorically, not mm-hmm. not physically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I haven't peed yet, and I know Wing Cup. He was a big peer in the seat. Yep. <laughs> Straight in the seat. Yeah, through the suit, through the suit, into the seat. Everything drips yeah. through the car. Everything stinks. Apparently. Oh, um, so it always all, all these all these co-drivers hated sharing cars. Oh with him wow! He's, you know, he's peed in the seat. Then he they, they jump in. Yeah, it's wet and stinky that. and yeah, shit. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so um, all the X uh, for the guys out there that buy X uh, X supercars, wing cup car, wing cup yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. it's all comes, on the seat. Comes with wing cup scent. But I, I think <laughs> towards the end of it, he actually ran like a catheter. Um, okay. Down his leg and just used to pee into that, and then yeah. afterwards so he'll drain or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How weird is that? That's yeah. brutal, man. Yeah. And getting into um, James Courtney's hair seems to still be perfect when the helmet comes. <laughs> you know, any secret? What, what gels he uses? Some yeah. probably from something about Mary, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> now nah, Courtney, he's a he's a good fella. He's funny. Um, tells some of the coolest stories ever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of the drivers pride themselves on their hair, which I don't. I couldn't care. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rick Kelly had the best hair in pit lane, I thought. And he, he said he cut it himself. So yeah. I don't know how he did that, but it was just always wow. perfectly manicured. Helmet off, perfectly manicured. Always, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a good product. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Chaz still doing the hair dye thing. Chaz is still finding himself. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't know if it's blue, red, purple, whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah, he just comes up with whatever. Even Ryan Walkinshaw, he dyed his hair after, didn't After he? winning, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's a good fella. He's fun to talk to. You should yeah. get him on. Who's that? Yeah. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. He's That's actually really up. cool, yeah. Yeah. I've got to afford that. Help me out. Help me out with the- <laughs> no, he He's actually so. really knowledgeable, really smart guy, and he's, he's English, so he sounds a lot smarter than probably what he is. What he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did, um, guys at uh, HSV did help Bogues out with the Terex, so- Yep. Back in the good the books. Yeah. Back in the good books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those were oh, good well. books. Just, just you know, criticise a little bit about <laughs> these bloody dealers, the W1s back in the day that were <laughs> off charging people. And I guess it wasn't uh, technically Ryan's fault or HSV's fault. No, it's not. It's the bloody no he's a good guy, Ryan. We'll, uh, we'll 
We'll ask him. Yeah, good. Reach out. So what's your short, long, short, medium, long term looking Dolls? like? Yeah. yeah. Um, How so long do you want to race for? What do you yeah, want to do post-racing? What do age you- old question. What are you going to do? How long are you going to do it for? Are you doing stuff away from racing that we don't know about? Business Am I, I, I was, but that's sort of all stopped now. Now I'm just sort of concentrating on my job, which is racing cars, trying to win races, and I'm not really doing a whole lot of other things behind the scenes because what I found is, you know, the more stuff you do behind the scenes, that becomes, yeah, distractions, that becomes your, that even though it starts off as your plan B, that becomes your plan A without you even knowing. Because Maybe you could do like a Liver King influencer kind of. No, definitely in, not. No? no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tough one though, David, because you, 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 you know, athletes – what do we do after? Exactly. The what mental are, health thing of, of, of having the you, spotlight well, on you. And not just that, you're regimented every day, every yep. day. Like you said, that when you work out with COVID, you, you enjoyed it. A lot of athletes don't. A lot of athletes, I know when I retired, you woke up and you're just like, huh, no training, no weights, no, no one breaking my nuts about what to eat, yep. no plane trip, no hotel check-in, no, no, no packing, none of that, all gone, yep. right? So athletes struggle. So that, you know, they encourage, people encourage, advise and encourage athletes, have a passion away from your sport. But then I agree with you. If, if you, you know, athletes are OCD generally, you're going to be passionate about something you do off the court, then you're investing a whole lot more time 100%. and resource into that. So it's, it's kind of a tricky balance, man. Yeah. It's really a tricky balance. And I kind of went through it in ebbs and flows. And I think, how'd you fix it? I think some years it helped me and some years it hurt me. I think, um, I fixed it with poker. So poker was, oh, kind yeah. of, <laughs> poker ended up being my outlet. Yeah. Away and become re- really good at it. Yeah, decent, but it just—it was just really good to like. It's one of those games that you got to be present. Like you have to be like, oh, that guy's been messing with me. I think he keeps bluffing me, or that guy's you know tired, or you get a personality type. So you're thinking about that. You're thinking about your chip stack. You're thinking about your cards. Can I bluff here? What position am I in? Blah 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 blah. Right. So that was really good for me. Bad game of basketball. Go play poker. I'm not thinking anything about basketball. But then once poker's over, I'm done. Right. Yeah. Whereas if it was a hobby like. You know, started doing some stuff with 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 setting up, uh, you know, muscle car restoration and running that side of the business. That just takes you to another way, level, exactly. Yeah. Way way too much. So it's, there's a balance, but it is it is tricky because yeah. we're 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 encouraged heavily to make sure we have a transition plan. But you're like not nah. to the detriment of your career. I'll say fuck that. Don't yeah. even bother. Like I always tell the kids these days, like don't have a plan B. You make make that up when it when when everything else fails. Yeah. You can just. Put all your eggs in one basket and go for hell for leather. And then if it doesn't work out, then put your eggs in another basket. Yeah. And go for hell for leather. Yeah. So that's that's for me for now. Yeah. Back, yeah. back in like um 2020 when there was not much going on, I got into like day trading. Oh, did you? Stock day trading. ASX or ASX. Yeah. yeah. It was fuck awesome, but just just super stressful. Oh, just head fuck. Just yeah. unbelievably, but so cool. And I've got a huge appreciation for it. And. Yeah, I love it. It's an art form. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's an art form in itself. Yep. It's unbelievable. What about the whole Bitcoin thing? So I understand Ryan was big. Oh, into Ryan, Ryan was big into Bitcoin and for years he was going, buy Ethereum, buy Ethereum, buy Ethereum, da, 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 buy this, buy that. And yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, never did it. He made heaps. So I made nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't understand that side of it, but I understand obviously the ASX side and, you know, yeah. I love investing and everything like that. So um, maybe that's my, well, I might do something like that. Just I'll come talk own. to you about right. properties. Yep. Could, uh, g- yeah. Even look at uh, giving him a job on the phones. <laughs> Selling. It's <laughs> all going AI yeah, now, man. Huh? Surely you're going uh, AI. You want to each other? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Oh, it's coming. It's yeah, coming. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, scary, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. It's going to scare the shit out so of me. My, so, my uh, brother in law's just basically patented a, uh, basically an AI. You, you, you would not realize that it's an AI. It's unbelievable. He showed them yesterday. Um, What's it like a chat? 
it's a chat. So, so like they'll the cold call you to sell you something, like to, to sell you whatever. And he just plays it, leads him down to garden. No, 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 it's not even played. It, it waits for, it's prompted by your, by your words. Oh yeah. And then okay. it knows what track to go quickly. And okay. it sounds like a, it's, it's a, his actual voice. So it's like, he played me the recording of, of, of him doing it on the spot. Wow. He's like, hey, I want this. Uh, no, I don't want that anymore. Let me order this. Oh, yeah, I thought you would have liked that. Um, yeah, we can do that for you, no problem. And it's just like, what the like? It's it, having a conversation. So he's got all. He's he's got. He's, he's going to be a gazillionaire from he's that, a that, te- te- that technology. But that's where it's going, man. It's all just going to go automated. Can you have to deal with people? Unfortunately, you know, you don't have to deal with someone having COVID not showing up to work. You don't have to deal with OHNS. You don't have to deal with leave and yep. super and all that. And unfortunately, it's. I don't think it's going to be a. Yeah, he's going to be a sponsor meets. Sponsor meets. All by audio. You can have your voice yeah. recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a net good or net bad for society? That's, yeah, that's yeah I, I, don't I don't know. You know, Depends. like it uh, takes away a lot of jobs. It does. Like I saw that. But it also yeah. takes Backing. away a lot of bad people that aren't doing their jobs. So that's there's, true, a, there's yeah. a mix. Uh, but I don't know which way it's going to go. But it's it's scary because you're going to have a lot of people losing their jobs in the next five or six years. Just that they're working call centers and that yeah. do, ad, basic admin jobs are just going to be replaced by this because people bosses are just going to be like, eh, don't need you. Want to pay for the tech? hundred k for life, and yeah, yeah, it saves me hiring five people to run the admin team. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, they used to outsource all that out to like Manila and places. Yeah, like Philippines. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philippines, and that's where yeah. he that's where he initially had his uh, his business, okay. and then he ended up developing because he was saying that that uh, back when they first started doing it, a lot of the people over in the Philippines would not even speak English, but they had they had like a soundboard, <laughs> and they'd be pushing, yeah. "Hey, how are you? Oh, yes, do you want to place your order?" And then he said it was getting bad because like they'd push the wrong button oh, sometimes. No. Oh, wow. In the middle of conversation, they just like start talk, they push the wrong button it's, that goes, "Hey, how are you again?" <laughs> it's a nice day outside. So then, this is how you develop that technology. But it's uh, wow. it's pretty yeah, it's pretty yeah. insane stuff. Like I've, I've even seen it to another level where like you know basic storemans. If you have like a big warehouse and. And you have the storemans that yep. go and pick and part and put the parcel together and send it off. I was sponsored by um, Bottolo, which is Matt Cash back in the day. Yep. And I went to their big distribution center out near um, near Eastern Creek. Yeah. And they had a fully automated uh, picking and packing system. Yeah. So any, any you know, IGA that wanted, uh, you know, a bunch of orders, they would have a full order, like a Tetris mm. style massive Huge like structure used to go and pick and pack yeah, the Unbelievable, yeah, it's it it cool as. Well, that's what Amazon's doing, basically. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah Amazon's exact same like, thing. Yeah. This was this that was all, yeah, unreal. So Amazon, like, there goes a bunch here, of jobs. I don't know if they have in Australia, but they probably do. But in, in the US, they have their own post office in the facilities. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's like either sh- like it's Amazon in the US. I would have fired a book one night. Um, for a road trip, I'll order this book and read it. I was at my door the next morning. The next morning, man. Yeah. And in I was America. asking, yeah, in America, yeah. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the hell was going on? And they said, yeah, they got like a, so it's all automated, takes off it's the power a day. puts it down onto a track, takes it down to its own post office, boxes it up, and it's on a postal truck for the next morning. And yeah. it's just literally like logistically, it's just like, what the hell is going so on? I have to pay sick leave, yeah. no superannuation. Yeah. I get it. I get it. You get it. You it's get about it. Money. People. Yeah. yeah. And and sometimes like, unfortunately must... there's good and bad with people, right? There's people yeah. that milk it. There's still people today milking sorry, sorry, boss, I got COVID got ten days and you can't, you know, you can't like, do well, I'm trying my business. Like, you know, it's yeah, I need you to work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The business is struggling. So it's uh yeah, it's crazy times. So, so I don't know what I'm gonna do after racing. I still don't know. Don't know? Don't know. Go back at HSV in the marketing Go department. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'll be put up for something there. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 your, fa- your family's it. all still in Albury. Yep, mum and dad yeah. are still in Albury. My brother's still in Albury. Dad yeah, just retired last year. Cars with Ben. I could, yeah. Thanks for that hookup. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. I like cleaning stuff, so 
maybe. Yeah, there you go, Ben. I'm not, I'm not a manual labour person. <laughs> <laughs> not that sort of person. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. All right. No, no idea. I love the sponsorship side, maybe, so maybe something to do with that. I don't know. In racing? Maybe, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Be an agent? No, I don't think so. Ari Gold? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Give me something to do. Finally, how is the, the, the agency industry in racing? Is it? Is it um, well, it's frowned upon from team owners. Really? Yeah, they don't like it. Man- oh, sorry, managers. Managers. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they don't really like dealing with managers. So they like going straight to the driver. They like going straight to the driver because they like to screw the driver. Exactly over. what I was thinking, yeah, because yeah, they, they wouldn't know the market. They wouldn't, you know. Well, it's like our job. We just want to drive. We'd do it for nothing if they, yeah. if they, you know, if we didn't have to pay for stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I've, that's me and my manager always talk about that. It's, there's no representation in our sport. There's no association. No play association? Not nothing. zero. Wow. We've, we've tried so to get it up a few times. We, we tried to get it up a few times and it gets kiboshed by the team owners. They say, if you be part of that, you ain't driving for me. Really? Yeah, it's Jeez. like okay. militant. Oh, wow. Yeah, you, you, really guys are, you guys are in the 90s. So, yeah, w- that, way worse. With the admin side. Yeah, wow. it's really bad. So, um. Jeez. We'll try and get it going again and see how we go. Maybe you can <laughs> yeah. run the players as you retire. Yeah, I could. That'll get the... Yeah. I was actually speaking to Van Gisbergen about it, which, you know, me and him don't have the best relationship, but we actually spoke about getting something, to get something going again because there's been a few things over the last year that, you know, could have been solved way before we got to the track. Okay. And if we had some sort of representation or some sort of avenue where all the drivers can chat about things and formally, you know, open discussion to supercars, um, a lot of things could be get done a lot better yeah. and look, for safety, for everyone's benefit. Yeah, I've heard Mark Scaife mention that before. Has he? Yeah. He's scaphy. Yeah. <laughs> in an interview ages ago, he said the same thing, yeah. Well, I mean, it all comes down to the, once the drivers band together, the owner's going to realise they've got no product without the drivers. And yes. It goes both ways. because yeah, you, you need the, We you need, need them, they need, need us. Yeah. But you just got to, you don't, you don't want to be a dictatorship either way. You don't want, you know, like- Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, but you don't want the play association <laughs> to get powerful enough where they're dictating terms. 100%. And you don't want the, the owners to dictate terms. You want, you want a nice little meet in the middle and you know, you know who pays the bills and you respect that. But you also, like you said, respect our safety, respect our, you know, things that sh- should be, you know, basic standards and, and all these kind of things. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, you definitely need that. I think it's it's kind of crazy, alarming. I know. We've, we've tried to get it. I've yeah, seen it crazy. tried to get up maybe three times in the last 15 years and it just gets hammered. Squashed nicely. Bad. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. Wow. But uh, hopefully, you know, we're coming into a time where they're a bit more open to it and they're a bit mm. more, you know, understanding of the situations and- you know, at the end of the day, it's our lives out there. We well, can still is, die. Yeah. Yeah, we can exactly. still hurt ourselves. 100%, yeah. We can still die, 100%. As as we know from the drag racing incident last yep, week, yep, yep. Um, which is like, terrible, it's still our lives on the line. We're going fast. Anytime you deal with speed, it's it's it, it can be can be dire consequences. And yep. you know, if there's small things we can put forward that save someone's life, you know, it's, it's going to be fantastic. Mm. Yep. All right, we always finish our car chat with a story time, but, you know, Justin or myself for the most part, and we're going to put you under the pump oh, today. Far out. Who's told the best story, actually? Who's told the best story? I think now. Some I mean, of the repo ones are good, but... Oh, actually, Paul Merrick. Paul Merrick told a story as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got heaps of them, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> episode like, story. It could be whatever. It's your world. Oh, yeah, could okay. be Could be with I'll, racing, something funny, yeah, something I'll, quirky, something dodgy. You Shock know. our listeners. I've got heaps of heaps of ones, but I suppose, <laughs> oh, like when we won Bathurst 17, mm-hmm. um, uh, 
you don't, you don't really sort of take it in much when you're in on the track or at any time because you're so focused on what's going on in front of you doing 300 k's down Conrad Strait. So you are like in the zone. So anyway, second last safety car rolls around. I'm in the lead. Uh, the lights go out the safety car and it's it speeds off into pit lane. So I'm sitting on 80 k's is what I have to do as part of the regulations and control the field. I'm at the front of the queue and I'm just going, okay, Reynolds, let's just take it in. Let's have a look around and see what's going on. So I start looking around, looking around, okay, and have a look. And then to my left, there's two naked ladies flashing their titties at me. And I thought, that's a funny ass, but I'm, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm not going to radio it in and tell the boys in case I fuck up the next corner. Then they'll say I wasn't concentrating. So I wasn't, I didn't tell anyone until I got back into pit lane. Yeah. And that like, it never happens. Like you never, ever sit in, in safety cars. You never look around and look at the crowd. And the, the only time I did it, I see some naked chicks. Oh, <laughs> Amazing. You see all kinds of things in Bathurst though, wouldn't you? You see all, all, the t- all people. Yeah, it's unreal. I you still can- love the rule around the slabs. The what? Oh, the one slab per person per day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. So <laughs> yeah. people actually go and like bury their piss out the back. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> one slab they, is- <laughs> They got pissed off when that rule came in that, yeah, they actually thought it's fucking bullshit. So they'll set up like their little treasure maps. They'll go there weeks before Bathurst, yep. bury their piss. So when they can go back later on, they, they know exactly where it is. Oh, that's awesome. That's Unreal, a story within itself. <laughs> and they, they check the contraband. So is when you when you go into Bathurst and you go up the top of the hill, there's a you know a few security guards checking contraband and yeah, it's it's wild. Different place, Bathurst. God. Well, I did I did meet one um one fan. He loved Porsche turbos so much that he mm. got uh, his missus kind of reminded him of a Porsche turbo shape. You know, it's kind of like the wide body shape, <laughs> oh, and he actually got tattooed on her like lower back turbo, like in the Porsche. Oh wow! In the Porsche, like yeah. on the rear end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are you're gonna meet some weird people, but funny as yeah. Any tattoos of you of yourself? Have you seen? Uh no, thank fuck. It would be a terrible <laughs> tattoo. So every That'd now and again, I've people I've seen Brocky ones, I've seen Moundsy yeah, ones. I've seen Scafey ones before, yeah. yeah, but not me, no. If I any listeners I'll, has a Davy Reynolds tattoo. I doubt it. Not yet. Yeah. No, I'll pay no, someone. Otherwise, yeah. We'll, <laughs> yeah. It's an ego boost. A GoFundMe. We'll set up a GoFundMe for someone to get a Davy Reynolds tattoo. Fuck, yeah. I've got a story about a GoFundMe thing as well. Yeah. So when I got um that fine, that pussy wagon fine, it was like 25 grand the sport found me for. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends started up a GoFundMe page and it got to like, I don't know, 9,000 bucks or something like that or 7,000 bucks. And so he did it all. I had nothing to do with it. And at the end, he gave me like 5,000 bucks and kept like three for himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an Jesus. asshole. And they let it run though? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm surprised yeah, the, yeah. The, the gurus didn't contact GoFundMe these days and try to cancel yeah, well, it. This was a while ago, yeah, so was, like yeah. 2015. Pre-cancellation. Yeah. yeah. I thought I had a photo that speaking of Pussy Wagon, have you seen what car she drives? Who, Renee? Yeah. Uh, isn't it like a Mercedes GT or something? Uh, she's got a, a Ram now. The big boy. A, a green Ram. The <laughs> <laughs> big Ram. No, it's got a green Ram, but it's actually got like... Um, Ram me or something. Oh, really? Yeah, something yeah, sexual. Something down the side, yeah. yeah old Renee, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. She was an interesting cat. She was actually really cool. I really liked yeah. Renee. Yeah. Interesting. There's bolt-ons. You there's bolt-ons. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of bolt-ons going on there's there. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> the supercharger, you mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> everything you can think of. Cool. All right. Thanks, David, for joining us. Um, no worries, man. Thanks, yeah, thanks for having me. I really. I mean, I, I learned a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a 
kind of car enthusiast, not so much heavily right. into racing, yeah, yeah, if yeah. that makes sense. Justin's more into racing. So yeah. we need to get you on for a while. And I think um, our listeners hopefully learn a lot and, and learn some things about the industry. Um, Key takeout, those, that teeth. Can't beat him. Got a, I've got a lot of teeth for a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> haven't been clipped. <laughs> no, I really appreciate it. And then in the coronavirus time, like I really appreciate everything you did as well. Yeah, appreciate you know, it. Being really um, outspoken and seeing how stupid it was and actually made me feel better. So thank you. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Yeah. It was yeah. like it was a bad time. <laughs> it was really dark. Yeah, a lot of people, yeah. yeah, a lot of people have reached out and, and no, uh, yeah, social media is a different thing because you have a lot of the the government paid people pushing it. It's funny. Yeah. I never meet many of those in public that, that have those views. They're yeah. always mm-hmm. online. But um, out and about in the community, there's a lot of people that are, are really thankful. And um, I wasn't doing it for any reason. So that's the thing. Like, no, that's just, what I try to normal. Well, that's what I try to explain to people. I'm not doing this. I'm losing. I'm losing money doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm losing money that's, voicing yeah, this out because yeah, I've lost. I've lost deals because governments might be involved 100%. with something and then they're like, oh, we can't sign you because the government's sponsoring some of this event. Cool, I don't care. Yeah, whatever, like, yeah. So it's cost me and people think, well, why are you doing this? You're trying to be a hero. I'm like, it's a net loss for me. Yeah. Like, but I know that if, you know, if it was- But you feel better about yourself every day. if it was 12-year-old Andrew Bogan in that situation, locked in his house, five kilometer radius, 9 p.m. curfew. No friends. That's who I was thinking of. And yeah. I was like, yeah, cool. when I was a kid, that would have sucked for me. So I'm going to voice it. And like, I've got somewhat of a profile to do it. I'm not always right. Not always wrong, and yeah, I appreciate appreciate you saying that. Oh, really, the more, the more it was helpful for me to get through that time in my life. So thank you. Yeah, it was no worries. Meant a lot. Yeah, thank you.